Hey, my name is Derek. I'm the Geek Potato, and you are listening to the Just Conversation Podcast. Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in 5, 4. What does live mean? Uh-huh. Welcome to the Just Conversation Podcast, the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas in childish ways. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your host, Christina. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified the second new episodes are released. Also, this show is most enjoyable with a listening partner to share opinions and ideas on the topics we discuss. Yes, so get somebody, get all cozy with them, get into your bikinis and your lingerie, get into the hot tubs and your silky beds, pull up those sheets, then throw all those lingeries out, and start listening, especially if it's a family member, because that's incredibly uncomfortable and creepy. That is so creepy. Yes. But they're not doing anything weird. They're just being naked next to each other while listening to the Just Conversation podcast who suggested you do that. As creepy as that is. Please don't do this with your children. Mm. No. <laughs> Please don't do this with your children. Don't don't strip with your children and jump into bed with them. What if they do that and it's normal? What if that's normal somewhere? I bet that's normal to somebody. That's Look, if there's no sexuality attached to it, whatever. But if they're like, if they're like the priests, there's a problem. Yes. Anyways, outside of that dark fucking note, I'll probably cut that Stop shit right out. That. That's a horrible start. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, you've raised that from our minds. Pull up some loved ones and start listening to this show. Uh, because it's great to have somebody to have conversations about these things with and argue about and fight and punch in the eye after you get too angry and it gets way too heated and then you gotta call like the cops because of domestic violence and then you guys gotta break they up. They blame our show. More about them than it's about us. We didn't tell them to listen to this. Except now, listen to this. Anywho, since we got no guns to your head, mm, sounds like you made a choice. But uh, if you got nobody to listen to this with, you listen to it alone, duh. Anyways, before we get to what we're doing today, which is having a phenomenal guest, we're gonna we're gonna do some reviews. Yes, some reviews. Which are sent to us on Apple Podcasts. Now, you can send reviews anywhere you'd like, anywhere you're listening to this show on. Feel free to send us those reviews. And we will read them out loud if they're on Apple Podcasts, because we're not looking at anything else. <laughs> you can send it to us. But it helps email people. It. Yes, email it to us. But it helps people. The, these reviews help people know whether the show is for them or not. So please leave one. Give it an honest rate. Don't just give us five stars, because people say that sometimes. I don't care. Whatever you think we deserve is what we deserve. It's all opinion-based anyways. What the fuck? Yep. Just put the number of stars you think we deserve and then tell us why you gave us that at the end. Anyways, let's jump into this first one that comes from Ricky Val. My head is spinning. This is exactly the kind of conversation I look forward to after days of heavy drug use with my friends. Now I can enjoy the random nonsense that I need in my life without an exorbitant cost of rehab or the inconvenience of an intervention. Christina, cough twice on your next episode if you need help. They think you're here against your will? <laughs> I think I'm holding you here? What fucking part of that makes them think that, huh? Huh? I have no idea. Well, she's not here against her will. I love it. I'm the one who has a gun to his head. You'd to never know. 
to his head. Yeah, you got a gun to my head. Oh. Oh, you're saying I have a gun to your head? Yeah. Because it sounded like he said you had a gun to his head. Look, is... I have a gun aimed at my own head, and I'm like, if I leave, I'm pulling the trigger. Yes, and I'm afraid. <laughs> hey. Anyways, the next one is from Ghoul Babes. Thought-provoking. Something for everyone. A podcast with hosts that have such wonderful chemistry is always worth looking into. There's almost a good cop-bad cop relationship between the hosts, which means both sides of a topic are given equal attention. Interesting to hear different outside-the-box opinions on topics most people shy away from. Without having any opinions forced on you, it's a reminder that it's okay to disagree. After all, it's just a conversation. Highly recommend this podcast to anyone, as there is something here to keep everyone interested and engaged. That is totally true. That and is. what most people say. I like that they said almost a good cop, bad cop relationship, because I don't feel like either of us are good or bad. Yeah, like sometimes I lean towards good. Yeah, like it changes. And even the good that I bring isn't really truly good. Yeah, because sometimes you do lean bad. Yeah. It's totally fine. You're usually good. And I'm usually bad. And that's fine. Because usually it's not always. Yeah. And we should have like a little clapping sound when people say our name. Like, it's just a conversation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we can find some sound effects, we'll look into that. Yeah. And get in, get get on that. Anyways, what we're doing today is having a fantastic guest on the show, Derek from the Geekdom Fancast, which is a fantastic podcast that has a bunch of things going on surrounding entertainment and pop culture and media and video games and movies and sports and, and sports. Just anything that happens in media, you can essentially get discussions on there. And it's actually really entertaining. They jump back and forth on topics, and they review things, and they talk about them. And uh, as usual, I had to bring this guy on and pick his mind, mm -hmm. pick his brain, find out what he thinks about the world, the universe, morality. Yeah. About yeah. everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those episodes that stays incredibly light, even when the topics get incredibly dark. Really? sometimes we bring in guests where the topics don't even get dark, but the episode itself kind of develops weight as we move forward, where it's like, wow, this is meaningful. Here, we talk meaningful things, but we both manage to stay high energy, uppy, and just kind of come at it with a light heart, even when it gets really dark. And it gets really dark. You both are really dark. Yeah. We're really dark uppy people. It's mm -hmm. fantastic. But if you like geeky shit, we get there too. We get dark, we get geeky. Oh yeah, there's some geekiness. But if you get philosophical, Ooh. we get there too. Yes. Oh yeah, and if you get, you like political, we go there too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you like to get spiritual? We literally we get go there. there. <gasps> you like to get societal? Oh fuck. That's where it gets dark, because we go there. It's probably one of the most varied conversations we have. Usually there's a kind of big focus, but here we kind of, we jumped around. It was real fun. We mm -hmm. did go from one place to another, and we started dark, and we ended dark, and it's beautiful. It's so dark. Because it was all high energy. So you would never know it's dark, minus the topic itself. Yeah. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion we have with Derek 
from the Geekdom Fancast. Love that name. Pretty cool. Yeah, it actually pretty. It is pretty cool, especially the Geekdom part. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, because they 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 don't have the word podcast in there, which is a cop out. It's totally a cop out to call yeah. it a show podcast. <laughs> That's why this is just conversation. Yeah, it's a podcast. It's a just conversation podcast. But really, it's, it's just, just conversation. conversation. Yay. Yay. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Derek from the Geek Dumb Fancast. And, uh, you know, stick around for after the show. You'll hear my voice again because I'm a fucking narcissist. Huh? Yay. Yay. Anyways, hi. Hi. I don't know if you know the band, but I was listen- but I was on social media like you know shortly before we jumped on here. And do you know the band Rush? No, I have no idea about the band Rush. Okay, okay. they're a Canadian um, rock band. They're like they've been around since like you know the '80s and stuff, and they've been known to influence like you know just dozens and dozens of bands. And um, their drummer just died. They just announced it like an hour ago. Oh man, how how long have you been a fan of this band? Since I was in like probably high school, bro, isn't that horrifying though? When you uh, this is because we're experiencing something that only our parents experienced before us, and people and probably their grandparents, because uh, you know, like being famous and being well known by society, that's not like a a, a like an old thing. That's a relatively recent like recent thing. That's only existed for as long as like TV and as long as like radio i guess but you don't even get that familiar with those people voice changes somebody else pretending to be whatever shows up you know but with the the existence of television and social medias and things we're connected to celebrities in a way that people before us when there was just news like all you know is uh, in the era of newspaper right all you got is the president the queen just these big names so we're, we're part of this specific culture that's going to experience an infinite death of all our idols and it's just new only us and our parents have gone through this where we have the celebrities movie actors and musicians and everybody just dropping like flies as we get older just kind of reassuring us we're mortal as fuck yeah like uh the amount of uh i i can remember you know, there was a time when, you know, like it, like so many kids like, oh, I want to be a rock star. And like there was a time when I wanted to play drums. And this was the, one of the guys that I looked up to the most. And I would go over to my friend's house and he's the one that actually got me into him. And he would play the, the records for me or not the, the CDs. I'm not I'm old, but I'm not quite that old. Uh, he, we would play the CDs and listen to him. And he, he had all their albums and stuff. They got tons of albums and he would play certain ones of his favorites. And he's the one that cultured me into them. And then I saw them live several times and like he uh, he would get there'd be times where the two other members, the bassist and the uh, guitarist would go off the stage and he would do like these 10 minute long solos of just him. And like, oh, it was wild. And uh, so this is just this is crazy to me right now. That's holy shit. Whoa. They've been around since 68. What the fuck, dude? You're listening to an ancient band. <laughs> yeah, they've been around a long time, and they, like I said, they've there's so many uh, drummers out there that you know if you asked them who their influences, they would definitely say Neil Peart and stuff. And like I can ima- I I actually will probably as soon as we're done with this, I will definitely uh you know jump on a hashtag of Twitter just because I, I'm curious what other musicians are going to be saying. 
Oh, man, that's the only thing that really matters, right? The people who knew them. Because I hate any time a celebrity dies and a bunch of people who can't even remember the name of, like, a fallen soldier that fought for their goddamn freedom goes online and they're like, yeah. oh, rest in peace. There's such a lovely soul. And it's like, what if he died on heroin? Which is, like, half of all fucking celebrities <laughs> and shit. It's like, rest in peace, you lovely soul. Meanwhile, some dude went overseas for all of you who he will never know or give a fuck about but he went over there and got murdered so that you can wake up tomorrow safe but we're not sharing hashtags about that shit <laughs> um yeah it's crazy because they uh they re- they the guitarists and the basses are still you know for for lack of a better way to put it fine and they were touring for you know years and years and years and they they event they eventually announced out of nowhere that they they just stopped and they were citing the drummer's health. They were saying, you know, like he's, I forget what they, they didn't say brain cancer. I know they didn't say that, but they were saying that like he wasn't well or something and like, or that for his health reasons, we have to stop touring. And now it's like, now it's really coming to a head while they stopped. And it's like, he must've been, he got, you know, basically got worse or something. Oh man. Based on his age, it could have been something like Alzheimer's. It could have been like Parkinson's, just something definitely deteriorating his uh, functions. Yeah. So. I hate to start off on a downer like that, but it's just oh, so pivotal no. because it just ha- I just found this out and they just released the info. Nah, nah, don't even worry about it. That's uh, that's the realest possible. It's something that was on your mind. You know, it's as real and raw as it gets. You're just something that's playing on your mind. That's a great way to start. You opened several different doors. You clearly hold a place for this band greatly. Like, it is a main influence. And, like, it'll never be the same anything they do again. You know, it's officially changed undeniably it doesn't matter if the they they get another drummer it, it's just not the same from this point forward even if they do decide to go forward and that's something that's gonna yeah. continue to happen as we age it's just gonna get more repetitive and we're gonna see that happen more often because the music we grew up listening to is being altered as we go forward like are you a fan of jack white um i like him I, uh you know what i actually uh kind of dig from him I, I can't remember the name offhand he has a, a a side project I remember I really liked. Uh, he the had Dead band, Weathers. I forget who it was, but I but I really liked them. I can't remember who it was though. <laughs> it's either the uh, the Recounters, the Dead Weathers, or the White Stripes. I think it was the Dead Weathers. The Dead Weathers with the uh, the chick main singer. I think so. It was a while ago, but I just remember like I was never a big White Stripes guy, but I remember he came out with a, with a side band. I'm like, oh, these guys are really good. But no, that's definitely a crazy problem. Like, have you ever thought about how like how often these people are going to be dying? It's just now oh. that you know, this is one that's personal, but think of how often it's going to be happening. Before long, wh- what are they all going to be like in their set? The ones who make it long in life, what are they going to be like, 80 and 90? You're going to have like a 15-year gap where like 50 of these fuckers drop back to back. Well, yeah, like um, there's, you know, so many times that, um, uh, you know, you, you turn around and you hear about some TV star from the 60s or 70s dying and passing on and stuff or like, there's people that I was watching on sitcoms in the 80s and 90s and stuff that pass away and stuff. And it's like if that's the kind of stuff where it's someone like if it's someone you were watching when you were 16, 17 years old, when you were, you know, staying home more probably um, or when you were, you know, you know, before you could drive a car and go do things or have a job and stuff. It's like when you were just when TV was more of a focus other than school and you know, part of that's, you know, how you grew up because you grew up with these shows and these people. And especially if it's a family show, like Family Ties or something or Growing Pains or different strokes. Like I remember, you know, when uh, like I think almost 
every member of different strokes has passed away now except for Todd Bridges, I think. Um, I think, but it I mean that one's crazy because I remember watching every single episode of that multiple times. Todd Bridges, who the fuck is that? Uh it was it was Todd Bridges and Gary Coleman. I know Gary Coleman. Wait. And then they had Oh shit, yeah. wait, Gary Coleman died too, right? I I'm pretty sure. Man, I don't even know. I don't keep up with these people. It might be zombies well, by I, now. Well, like I said, they've all passed on now. <laughs> that's fucking that's, crazy. That's, what do you uh are you scared of dying? Um that would be like a how. Like if it, you know, if I die in my sleep, I die in my sleep. But like, you know, I'm one of those people like I wouldn't want to drown. Uh, I wouldn't want to get shot and slowly fade away. You know, okay, fair enough. You're you're literally scared of the, of the act of dying. Are you scared of death? Oh no, because it's we're it's all gonna happen to us. You know that we're not immortal, so I know it's gonna happen eventually. Yeah, but it's like if I, if I told you you're gonna get into a car accident for a fact, and I could prove it to you with like a crystal ball where you see it happening, but you don't know where it happens or when exactly. You're still gonna be scared of that car accident, even if you know well, it's inevitable. So oh, that, that's true. I guess I, but I just you know, I guess I'm just open to the fact of like I know eventually I'm gonna go, and when it happens, it happens, and there's, it's beyond my control, and there's nothing I can do. Like I'm, I don't know if you know. Do you know about some people who like they don't like to fly because they're like, well, a piece of tin should not be in the air. That's not natural, or you know, stuff like that. Like. People that like don't want to do things or like uh, they don't want to bungee jump. They're like, well, what if it snaps and I die? Like, I don't think about stuff like that. It's like, you know, like hundreds and hundreds of people bungee jump and millions and millions of people fly in airplanes. And you know what? If it's going to go down, it's going to go down. There's I'm not going to not fly and go somewhere just because that's a possibility. That's definitely like a real good point. I don't understand what the fear of. Like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen regardless of what you're doing. You know, you could be walking down the... Like, what? Think of these random moments. A person's just shopping in a store. A car flies through the fucking window and kills him. Like, tell me how random that has to be, but that guy still died. Like, come on. You're going to die wherever the fuck you are by whatever the hell wants to hit you. What stops a plane from just flying overhead? Boom. Engine goes off and it lands in your house. Like, nothing stopping that from happening. It's just unlikely. The same as a plane falling in the first place. Like, all these Boeing planes that got pulled off because two of them went down. And now, okay, it's less likely that planes are going to go down. But now, my question to you would be, what do you think death is? Oh, do you mean, do I believe in, like, the light at the end of the tunnel? I don't know. There's like a million different things that could be. What do you think happens after? Okay, you're just walking home. Guy walks up to you. He's like, give me all your money. Aims a gun at your head. You're like, I got nothing. And then he pulls the trigger and you drop. Walk me through what you believe the following events as soon as that bullet leaves the back of your head are. You know, honestly, like, it's funny because people try to do all that stuff where everyone sees things or like, oh, I saw my whatever dead grandmother as I was thought I was passing. You know, because some of those people like die in the hospital for like 30 seconds or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, What I really, really believe and not even the sense of like me not believing in spirituality, but I just really believe that it's kind of like you go to sleep and you just don't wake up. I don't and I don't even believe that you keep dreaming or anything because, you know, your brain's going to shut off. But I think it's just I, I really believe it's just a black like a, a switch. You just turn off. And I think you're. There's no way to even comprehend you dying because your whole mind just shuts down. So I think you just end. I, I really do. It's I would love to believe in an afterlife and in heaven and in all that stuff in a place where people can go and be reunited with dead loved ones and all that stuff. I think that'd be great. But the re, the realistic side of me thinks that that's 
all people just want to believe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because there's no like proof. It could at the end of the day, somebody having one of these weird experiences where they see somebody dead or, or like a, a family member or something. That's that's just as likely to be a hallucination from the lack of oxygen, right? Like who the hell knows? Yeah, but it's weird because I do I do believe in I do believe in in ghosts and I do believe in you know people like you know uh, the whole thing with um, not fortune tellers. Where are the ones um, the ones that can sense uh, like with empaths or whatever. You mean like uh, a medium? Yeah, like I be- I do believe in that stuff for the most part. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of ones that are crocs, but I do believe that it's something that spirits exist and that you can get in touch with the afterlife. But it's just like I don't know how it works to the fact of like I believe when I die, like I said, it's it's over and I'm just gonna shut off. But I do believe in the fact that like spirits can be contacted and the dead are maybe possibly out there. But I, you know, I'm kind of contradicting myself. But it's like I, it's kind of like what you're saying. Like I don't. I kind of need proof, but I've seen certain things happen where people have been able to get in touch with their with their dead relatives or something or dead loved ones. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to believe in an afterlife for sure exists until I see it myself. Okay, 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 okay. So this is complicated because you got kind of a split of opinion. You believe in both. I know. It doesn't make a lot. It, I guess I'm too open to the possibility or something. So that's kind of weird because you're not open to the possibility of an afterlife but you're open to the existence of the beings from that afterlife that you don't believe in yeah how do you well, like said, sort I'm, of consolidate I'm that it, i'm open to it existing but i want i need proof you know what i'm saying but you already believe in the or is it the same case for like ghosts that you like it could be but you don't know well it's just because i've seen you know there's reality shows and there's people who write books or there's like i said mediums and stuff and like there's things that that mediums come up with and stuff where they'll say like, Oh, so-and-so, you know, your father died um, in a car accident as he, you know, uh, went off a cliff because the brakes went out or, you know, like all the details. And they're like, Oh, he was wearing a blue jacket with a, you know, uh, a hat and, you know, these kinds of sneakers. And people are like, there's no way they could have known that. And stuff like that's like really weird to me. Like there's so many times that you see proof that. Then why don't you think that's confirmation? Why don't you think that's confirmation of sort of like the afterlife? No, no. But uh, but I'm saying like at the same time, I just have a hard time believing that when I when I pass that all of a sudden like my brain is somehow going to open up or my spirit's going to like levitate and all of a sudden some gates are going to open up and I'm going to fly on in there. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah concept i i I guess you could say i don't believe in the concept that we view exists does that make sense okay 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 i i i I get what you're saying let me narrow it down you don't believe in the biblical afterlife yeah that's probably one way to look at it it's just like yeah it's like i believe i guess in the way spirits could exist but like you know they say like maybe part of it is they're stuck in limbo and they haven't been able to move on to the afterlife. Like, maybe that's what happens to some of us. Like, maybe some of us do really die and we don't come back. And then maybe for some reasons, some spirits, some people die and they're actually still stuck here on this earthly plane and they can't leave. Okay, so then, uh, better question. What do you think a spirit is? Oh, that's fascinating. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I wouldn't know how to even begin to explain that. As much as I, I love all my... Uh, my imagination can run wild with every bud of fiction that's out there. I wouldn't know how to interpret that at all. Because here's one thing that that I'm thinking would make it maybe make a little more sense. I don't believe that every single person that dies, their spirit is still here. Because then we'd have like, you know, a trillion spirits roaming 
all over the world. And, you know, you don't hear about every single person saying my dead grandmother's following me or my my dead father is following me. Not everyone said that. Only some people have these experiences. So obviously some spirits are leaving this plane and going somewhere else and some are not. Yeah. So that's a weird that's an interesting way to think about it, maybe. So, okay. You have spirits that come and can't leave. They get trapped right after death. You got the spirits that go wherever they might go or disperse or cease to exist. Uh, if you were to close your eyes and try to envision a spirit, describe to me what it is you, you sort of imagine. Mm. I w- if I had to come up with something, I, I would say I believe kind of in the uh, interpretation that they use sometimes where all you see is like um, things blur. Like you can see like in maybe like the outline of an image, but I don't believe in anything like you could see a detailed face or hands or a body. But you know, like sometimes you can just see like a, a, a an outline of a figure or, you know, and it's like you can tell something's like floating there or something standing in a corner or something. And, you know, but like a mirage almost kind of like thing. But I don't believe in any of that stuff where like you can see someone talk or anything like that. OK, follow up question. Do you think a ghost is conscious? I mean, like hi- a hypothetical have- situation. You yeah. say it have to be because that's the only way it can. That's the only way it can come and like, you know, choose to intervene or choose to visit someone, right? You think it's choosing? You think that's the choice it's making? I think when it does bother to show itself, yeah, I think that's on purpose. I think it chooses when it wants to show itself, yeah. So then you don't think consciousness is generated by the brain? I mean, see, that's weird though because it's dead. The brain's dead. Yeah, and if you think that the ghost is still conscious and the consciousness itself is independent of the brain, right? Yeah. That's what I was saying. See, that's where it gets weird. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I, I, I really would know how to answer that. Yeah, it's like, it's like it, I, I do believe that, like, because I don't believe that, like, if someone says their dead family member is following them, I don't believe that that ghost is following them 24 hours a day and just never leaves the room. Like, I feel it, like, goes in and out. But where it goes in and out and why, I, I wouldn't know how to tell you that. That is kind of weird, isn't it? Like, because, you know, we, but like, you know, when people say like that their dead spirits follow them, it's always at certain instances, like certain things happen to them in certain situations. They don't sit there and say like, oh, I can see feel him sitting next to me when I'm eating breakfast every day or I can feel it sleeping next to me every day. Like they don't say that. They always say like, oh, this one thing happened and I felt it or this, you know, uh, I was watching TV and all of a sudden my TV went out and I saw an image and it went away. You know, it's like they never talk about it staying there all the time. They always talk about it's just a moment. Okay, 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 okay. Here's something interesting because this can actually zone us in on to whether you really think they're conscious or not. Do you think a a, a ghost is more like an echo? like a repeating moment from that person's life? Or do you think you like, if you really grabbed an Ouija board, you can communicate with somebody who's really trying to send a message through to you. I want to believe in Ouija boards, but I've seen very few instances where it's worked. The only, the only kind of stuff that I've ever seen work is like I said, like with like mediums or like those kind of people in that kind of business, you could say like psychics and stuff. Yeah. But I've never seen, I've never really seen, like, any of the other, like, random, like, seances or any of that stuff ever, like, really come true. And so that comes across to you as just very unlikely. At least from my personal experience. If someone had a way to give me one to change my mind, I'd be open to it. But I have yet to hear of anyone have one that rang true. Yeah. 
That's fascinating because it, it is kind of weird. Like, how would we even prove, right? Uh, an Ouija board is a particularly weird one because you have to trust that the person moving it isn't moving it themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, how could we even uh, I'll prove give, that? I'll, I'll give you a funny example if you want. Go for it. <laughs> there was a long time ago when I was in high school. I was at a friend's house, and there was a whole bunch of uh, uh, people. Uh, we were having a party, and someone decided to break that out. And, you know, to not bore anyone, we – we the I, w- I was just observer, but the people that were doing it uh, did it, and they felt like they were contacting a spirit. And then it was something like they asked the spirit, like, you know, they were going through all these questions, yes, no, whatever – and then eventually they got to a point where, like, you know, it was something like, what happened to your daughter or something? And they spelled out, um, fuck you, uh, back, and then it, it went away. And that always stuck with me forever. That weirded me out. I found out, like, 10, 15 years later that the girls that were holding the thing totally just did it on their own and they were faking it. So that, like, just made me dismiss everything after that. I'm like, oh, the one time I thought it was true, it wasn't. Man, you see, that's the kind of crap that can't be believed, though, because, like, we can't prove any of it. It's just all yeah. left to basically faith. You need to, it's religion at the end of the day. You need to have faith that it's working. Yeah. Sen- that's the weirdest thing, because we can't prove sentience for anything, right? Like, I can't, you can't even prove I'm conscious and that I'm not some kind of robot responding to, like, anybody around you. You've never seen through their eyes to know that they're aware. Um,. I know. Well, I'm curious if you ever had anything then, or you, so you've never had any uh, kind of any uh, seen any weird examples like that of a conscious sort of a ghost experience, or actually any kind of experience, conscious or not. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I've had one instance of a bunch of weird events back to back, but I, I feel it was more about the place I was at and being a kid. In a weird, it's, it's sort of the whole, the asylum fallacy, right? You go somewhere scary, your mind starts playing tricks on you, so you think that the scary things are real, but it's really your brain playing tricks on you because you went somewhere scary. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's really, because I can almost explain 99.99% of the events that happened to me in this instance where I was, uh, it was me and some friends went to a, 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 this place in Jersey. Uh, there's a road that's 10 miles long, and it's allegedly haunted. There's not a single light the whole 10 miles. It's just pitch blackness. And so we went on that road, and things got weird when we were there. But I think it's because of the expectation of weird things. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't that, think that makes sense. anything really. But then again, like, I can't explain all of them, but I'm a person who tries to reason things down. Like, I'm open to the possibility that all the events, because that's really where it gets weird. If all the events are logical, then all the events are logical. But for one of them to be supernatural, they all have to be supernatural, and I find that not believable. That's really the problem. If it was just one thing happened, I'd be like, oh shit, maybe. But there's no way, like, I would have the biggest personal, like, like, we'd have the most personal experiences stacked that any human has ever experienced back-to-back. Like, voices and apparitions and uh car not starting getting lost in parts of woods that don't exist and then disappearing from them and yeah. landing somewhere else like it was it's too much it, it it's not realistic it had to be in our heads and we were kids yeah. being scared otherwise we've experienced more ghost shit than any other human and that seems way less believable <laughs> yeah i've never watched that show like ghost hunters i've never watched that 
Oh, Ghost Hunters. I love Ghost Hunters. I don't like any of the other ghost shows, but I like Ghost Hunters because of their approach. They don't go in there trying to find ghosts. They go in there trying to prove ghosts don't exist. And how's it gone? What, the show? I, I haven't seen it in a while, but it was very well, no, good. No, but like, I mean, since you've, I haven't watched it, so since you've watched it, do they usually like prove it right that it doesn't exist? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 99% of the time they do. They have, uh, as far as I know, there's just one clip from a prison that they could not prove, and they're, uh, sus- they suspect that maybe somebody was down there with them that was messy, that ran towards the camera and right past it so that it looked like a shadowy figure in the dark that's the only clip that as far as i know that they couldn't prove wasn't a that they couldn't prove wasn't a ghost but outside of that like when there's doors that open and close by themselves they find why they find if there's loose hinges with breezes somewhere that makes it happen when they hear weird sounds in the middle of the night they're luckily they're plumbers I think they're I, either pl- I think one's a plumber and electrician, or they're both plumbers or something. So they know that how the pipes make sounds, how air can squeeze in through walls, and weird things of that nature. So they use those skills that they acquired to then disprove the things in homes and in mansions and asylums and prisons by sort of piecing together when pipes would move and bang around and make weird sounds and when air squeezes in weird ways and when creaky floors only creak at certain times of day because the temperature is exact for that kind of creak to happen and weird shit like that. They're always just aiming to disprove things. I love that show above all the other... Because there's a, a, a Ghost Adventures or some shit where these guys, like a beefed-up meathead, goes into places he <laughs> thinks are haunted and everything is a ghost to him. He just starts crying and bitching everywhere he goes. That shit kills me on the inside. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no patience for that. The only ghost show I've really... I don't even like reality TV, to be honest, because it's, like, not reality for the most part. It's just people trying to fucking... Like, what the hell is Jersey Shore, dude? That kills me on the inside. Oh, don't even start me on Jersey Shore. <laughs> like, But you think of how big that show was for how brain dead everything happening was. It's basically a show about a bunch of guidos fucking each other and hitting each other. The end. I I used to live with a guy who um, that was like his go to like favorite show in the world. And like it was like before before we were really doing the whole TiVo, um, you know, uh, saving stuff thing. And he would like rush home from work or like. If it was on, like, he had to watch it live and stuff, like, oh, I remember, oh, my God, he would be, like, so invested in, like, it coming on and stuff. And he would do the marathon days or stuff or, like, when the season premiere was happening, he'd be getting excited. And I'm just like, really, dude? Like, these guys are idiots. Yeah. And it was just, like, it wasn't like he necessarily, like, respected them or anything. He just, it's like the whole thing with the watching a train wreck. He just loved watching how stupid and crazy they were. That's, he enjoyed watching the the debauchery and the the ridiculousness of it all and i'm like why do i why would you want to enjoy that but that's you know that was his mentality Fuck, but dude but let's think dumb. about this real quick you 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 definitely brought a fa- fantastic phenomenal point which is the, uh. the the problem of like watching a train wreck dude that's mad real you can pretty much say that jersey shore is predicting the the 2010s entirely Jersey Shore predicted yeah. the future by giving us something that was basically us admiring disasters and glorifying disasters, and then what happened in the future of that? Everybody's overly sensitive, 
fighting and arguing over everything. Everybody left morals behind them. We we all chase happiness infinitely. Purpose doesn't matter anymore. I gotta be happy. Get drunk. Get fucking wasted. Everybody's high all the time. The Kardashian show is one of the most washed fucking things in the face of this planet. That show is about nothing. But yeah, we like that, to watch disasters. How popular that show is. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It predicted the future. Trump is a result of Jersey Shore. <laughs> now we know who to blame. <laughs> yeah, dude, think about it. Reality TV president. That's basically what no, we have. That, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's the conclusion. I used to watch. I used to watch that show. Too. I used to watch The Apprentice. What do you think about it? Was he was, was it everything you ever wanted? I mean, it was well because it was a good show because not not because of him, but it was a good show because the unlike. Because there's all the stuff, you know, there's all, you know, whatever, Real Housewives, Jersey Shore, whatever. There's all those shows that are just about people being terrible. And, you know, then you have all the dating shows and stuff, and that's boring. And, like, I'm not really into the whole, um, was it HGTV or whatever, all the do-it-yourself stuff. Like, I'm not into all those, like, um, Flip That House or whatever, and the Property Brothers. Like, I'm not into that stuff either, because, I mean, that stuff's, I understand why people like it, but to me, it's not interesting. But The Apprentice was kind of cool because they would give them these these business savvy people. I'm not talking about Celebrity Apprentice because those people are probably in it just for the fame. But yeah. like the the real ones were was just regular Joe Schmo people that wanted you know the business side or they want to become successful entrepreneurs and they would get these tasks and they would really be trying really hard and. Maybe they were doing it for fame, but the point is they wanted to win because winning meant getting closer to winning the prize for the show and getting their dream of being a businessman, businesswoman, entrepreneur, and that. And that's more interesting, at least. It's someone going for a goal. I mean, I'm sure there's part of the, you know, the fame part mixed about like, oh, I'm on TV and I want to be, you know, look good on TV. But at the same time, they're trying to do something that they actually want for their life to be a business person. So at least that made it interesting. Him on the side, he was ridiculous 95% of the time. But, like, the contestants made it interesting because of their drive. I'm about to ruin your day if you thought they were really competing for something. Because I recently heard a show which was actually interviewing a person who made a living specifically off of being her most ridiculous self on reality TV shows. Of any kind. It (laughs) It wouldn't matter what it was. And these people live like that. They're not really winning anything at the end of it. That's part of the, you know, the story that the viewer gets told. These people just live off of going to these shows and being whoever they're supposed to be for that time. Almost like acting, except they're not. It's just them being them, but the attention gets brought to whoever is the most extreme version of themselves. And then when the show ends, they just go apply for another reality, and that's how they pay the bills. It's their job to be in reality TV shows. Well, I, I definitely won't argue that some of the people are like, like that Omarosa chick, she totally was like that. That that lady was a huge fame whore, Who, but she Omarosa? never won. But I mean, yeah, like if you, did you ever, uh, I, I'm sure you didn't watch it, but did you ever uh, know about the uh, the challenge on MTV, the ones that they do on there? No idea. I wasn't like ever, I've never been like the biggest television guy. Okay, that that's one basically it's like they take people from the two shows, The Real World and Road Rules. And they put them on this thing called the challenge, and it's basically like Survivor, basically. And they give them, uh, they give them contests and things they got to do, like uh, uh, physical challenges that they have to do, and they compete against each other, and it's to win prize money. But when they're not 
doing that, it's all about just the drama that happens in the household and who's sleeping with who and who's getting in fights and all that stuff. And I've seen many interviews with them because a lot of these people, they do season after season after season and they do it as a job. They just do it, you know, one or two seasons a year or sometimes even just one year and they get paid X amount of dollars and it's enough for them to live off for the whole year. So in that sense, I do agree with you. Yeah, no, that's some crazy shit though, right? Like these people, they're, yeah, oh man, it's, oh my God, we live Black Mirror, dude. Their job is to go on television, be an extreme version of themselves and go home and be the normal version of themselves. But the, uh, how long do you do this before those two people become the same thing, you know? But then again, yeah. okay, okay, fair enough. Then again, no, because like, for example, on a podcast, we're not the realest version of ourselves. We're a heightened version of ourselves. We're either we're more talkative or we're more inquisitive or whatever the fuck might be. So I guess any time we're doing some sort of uh, public eye thing, we're a more propped up version of ourselves, I suppose, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know how long before you sort of start morphing into... yeah. But then what would be the difference if you do a podcast for X amount of years? Do you become the person who the... No, you still go home and you're just the same fucking person you were before, right? I mean, as long as you're genuine on the podcast. You think if you're a bullshitter on the podcast, you go home, you you slowly morph into that bullshitter? I mean, it's going with what you said, like, years. They could be. They could turn into the bullshitter. Depends on, I guess, how dedicated they are to the podcast, how long they do it for. Like, um, I'm sure you could possibly start blurring the lines if you're not genuine to yourself. But I mean... I, I've never heard of I've never heard of someone that does a podcast or someone that's a fan of a certain person and then they're like, oh, that guy's not like that at all or that girl's not like that at all. I've I've never heard that so far, at least in this uh, medium. It is a weird medium, right? It's kind of a narcissistic medium, nevertheless. We're we're just all very narcissistic. Come listen to our voices. Listen to what we have to say. Sort of uh the the center for narcissists. Well, the ones that I don't understand, and I mean, this is more of me as an audience member. As a, do you listen to a lot of podcasts or oh, fuck tons, mountains? Okay, okay, I'm sure you've heard these sometimes. The ones that this is, like I said, this is just my personal taste. The ones I don't understand are the ones where sometimes you get on there and it's just a guy or girl that just talk to themselves. They don't have a guest, they don't have a co-host. They just talk to themselves and just rant for like an hour. And I just, I don't get that, like. That's just weird. <laughs> I know uh, I definitely understand what you're talking about, but there's two exceptions to that rule that I am familiar with. There's the Bill okay. Burr podcast. That is, uh, he's a stand-up comedian. He just talks to himself occasionally. His wife walks in on him and he'll like ask her questions and talk to her briefly, but then she'll stroll off or whatever. And it's main. This is one of the longest running podcasts of all time and one of the most successful. Uh, the Bill Burr podcast. Uh -huh. I guess it's called the Monday Morning Podcast. But in this show, he just yeah. He's really he's really funny from what I've seen of his comedy. Yes, he just talks to himself the whole time. He actually uses that podcast to come up with comedy. So he just talks to himself. Oh. He sort of vents on Mike. He talks about his life. He opens up brutally. Like he uh, he started crying on Mike one day, uh, talking about how he didn't want to be angry around his daughter so that she doesn't grow up thinking that's who he is. Like he's just real honest on Mike. It's sort of his therapy almost. And I that's what it sounds like. Yes, I love that show. But it's also a weird show because he's by himself. I love listening to podcasts with people because I love talking. I can't listen to right. his show with somebody. I have to listen to it alone so I can almost allow myself to feel the emotions he's feeling when he's talking, if that makes sense. Right. So it, no, it, it does. it's such a vulnerable podcast. In order to truly appreciate it, you almost have to be alone. 
The other one is called The Miz Podcast. This podcast is phenomenal because it's sort of opening way for the uh, the gay culture. It's just a guy who's on mic and he's just talking about things that piss him off about gay culture. That's all it is. So he'll just come out of a date, turn on his phone and start recording himself ranting about the date he was just on. And he'll talk about things that <laughs> you wouldn't even figure would be a problem in somebody's life. But of course, they don't happen to people like us because we're not fucking gay. We're not experiencing them. But then right. he'll throw that in there and you'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't think about that being a problem before, you know? So I definitely find that very, very entertaining. That was just two great examples. Now, I have seen or not seen, but heard quite a couple of podcasts that are just a person talking to themselves. And I outside of these two, I truly don't get it because it is sort of like a lot of the time there's no direction. They're just taking the narcissistic medium of podcasting to a whole other level huh yeah no that's what i say like um a lot and you know sometimes honestly i've heard some of my friends podcasts i've heard them you know like for some reasons like their co-host is sick or like their co-host is out of town and they're like well i'm just gonna do it myself and i'm like no just take the week off like why and then they'll go and they'll do it by themselves and you know I don't want to say anything too bad in case by one chance, by some chance, one of my friends listens to this, but just, it's not very entertaining. It's just like, it's, it's like, it's the, the, the dialogue between two people and the, you know, however that builds or whatever they talk about is the interesting part. If you're just sitting there going off on a tangent by yourself, it's just not as interesting. Now, granted, I haven't listened to the two you're talking about. So I'm going to say that you're, I'm just going to give you that you're right just because both those, I know Bill Burr's been around a long time, so I'm gonna. He, obviously, he knows what he's doing. So, but I'm just saying, from the ones I've experienced, I just listen to people do it. And I just, it's not interesting to me at all. No, I completely agree with you. I think those are literally the only two exceptions. I think for the most part, people who are doing this by themselves have a. Uh, it's too mundane. It's just yeah. real dead. There's something about a genuine exchange that, like, there's this podcast. It's called the Crypto Kid Podcast. And this guy just talks about crypto coins. And it's him by himself having conversation about cryptocurrency and kind of updating on what's the current things and what's happening with it, what's going up, what's going down. The subject matter, highly entertaining if you're interested. A person okay. talking by themselves, not fucking interesting. It is like get a co-host, bro, and bounce some thoughts off of him, you know? Yeah. But just I um, I love what he's doing. It's just hard to give a fuck when it's all so low key. You have to really really be interested in this material in order to right. look past the sort of self conversation that's happening. Yeah. It's uh, um, really weird. I'll give a random example. Um, I, I really, I'm a big fan of, uh, I'm a, I play a lot of fantasy football. I'm like really into that. And I used to listen to this one podcast with this, uh, this one guy and he worked for a company and he had a co-host and, you know, he, they, you know, they come on, they talk about what happened during the week and advice for fantasy football for players, whatever, you know, anyone who plays fantasy football knows what they're like. And then he left said company to go out on his own. He never disclosed why, or at least I never heard it. And he got his own podcast. But he did not rehire another co-host. He just started doing it by himself. And as much as I think he's a very intelligent man and his advice was very helpful for playing fantasy football, 
I couldn't listen to the show anymore because it was just boring. Because he would just sit there and talk about players and talk about games and whatever and who he likes and whatever. But it was just him going on by himself for like 45 minutes or whatever. And it just wasn't interesting. Yeah, I find it completely fascinating that you like football as much as you do to the point that you jump into fantasy football but proclaim yourself to be a geek at the same time wait a minute geeks wait geeks can't like sports no geeks can like sports it's the sport that you like that it's very ungeeky it's very jockey sport oh okay okay i'll see that you know it's funny that you said because um we didn't get the unfortunately for reasons uh it didn't work out this year but last year um one of my friends he lives over in texas and you know we just you know, bullshit about a lot of different things. And he's really into sports. And my co-host on uh, my regular podcast, um, he just likes basketball. He doesn't like football or baseball. And this other guy does like football and baseball. So we actually started a um, a weekly podcast um, called the Geekdom Sportscast. And we did that for 16 weeks of football. Um, we did it every single week. We would go over the games that happened and we would say how our fantasy teams were doing and stuff and everything. And at the end, we even did about the playoffs. We did a Super Bowl one and everything. And our whole thing was was we would find ways to geek out about football in the sense of like we'd even find ways we'd throw in like, you know, superhero references or we'd throw in movie references or like, you know, we would still even sometimes talk about pop culture mixed in with talking about football for the week. And the fantasy football part of it was the part that was like the geek side of us, because that was the side of us that would geek out about certain players and how well they did and stuff. And our, but like basically our whole thing was trying to say that, you know, nerds can like sports, too. <laughs> yeah, nerds can definitely like sports, too. There's just a different type of sports that kind of fall for for because uh, I, there's a, I consider the difference between sports uh, not sports, geeks and nerds to be very different. Like, you could nerd out on something, but to geek out is very, very different entirely. Geeking out is uh, a whole different kind of, uh, how do I put it? Because to be nerdy on something is to have a lot of information on it. I agree. Or to know the details of it. But... yeah. To be a geek is entirely about, like, I guess, fiction. Uh, the, the, okay, that, there you go. That's the way I'd put it. I'd say nerd nerding out is more about factual things and geeking out is more about fictional things, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So for a no, geek to nerd out on football is a clusterfuck of things happening. How geeky do you think you are? How what? How geeky do you think you are? I mean, I don't watch anime and I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, but I think I'm pretty geeky. <laughs> uh, what would you say you're geekiest towards? Uh, I, I I used to read a, sh I mean, not as much, unfortunately, not uh, much anymore. But I used to read a shit ton of comic books, so that was my gateway drug into liking superheroes and anything sci-fi or anything, um, uh, you know, back then animation. I used to watch at least some anime back then. I. I got out of it for reasons that don't matter but um yeah so that was like i always talk about comics were my gateway drug for nerd culture <laughs> or geek culture do you like star wars or star trek more star wars definitely why i feel star trek is more of the intellectual medium it's nerdy uh star wars star wars is more of the you know we're blowing shit up and cool weapons and you know, big, huge battle scenes and stuff and huge, uh, 
uh, operatic storylines and stuff and everything. Star Trek is, I think, way more intelligent and way more concentrated on the writing and uh, more of like uh, thought-provoking storylines and maybe stuff that's really trying to make you think about culture or uh, really trying to send a message or something. And I think Star Wars is way more just trying to have a good time. Fair enough. The, basically, the uh, Star Wars is the fiction for geeks, and Star Trek is the fiction for nerds. That's essentially what you're saying. I I, I would go with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've always I've it I've always thought, or at least noticed, with at least my own personal friends, that the ones that take their pop culture more serious, I guess you could say, is for lack of a better way to put it, the ones that take it more serious are the ones that type Star Trek more than Star Wars. Because uh, there's not a lot of uh, action on Star Trek. There's not a lot of laser blasts going on. There's not a lot of, like, you know, fisticuffs people, like, knocking each other out. It's more about, like, exploring space and finding journeys and stuff and, like, discovering planets and stuff. It's more about uh, the cerebral way of exploring space and, and discovering stuff. And Star Wars is more about, like, well, we're going to, you know, it's a good and evil thing and we're going to hop around all these planets and we're going to see all these alien races, but it's all, but at the, at its core, it's about, you know, the light, the dark side versus the force and all that stuff. And it's about good versus evil. And that's what it's, uh, presenting Isn't that more. In crazy Star Trek, that's more about exploration. Star Wars is essentially like a, it's, it's a religion story. It's Christianity essentially, isn't it? It's just a, a biblical story being told in space. I have never heard it put that way, but I can see that, yes. Yeah, think about it. There's the religion that everybody believes in, which is the Force. There's the people who yeah. believe you use it this way, and the people who believe you use it that way. You could just say, these guys are Jehovah's Witnesses, and those are Catholic. So they all believe in the <laughs> same thing, but, you know, different derivatives of the same shit. And they're literally going the war, like happened in real history, over who believes in religion what way and how it's going to best influence politics. Yeah. The weirdest part is the side that relates to our actual beliefs more happens to be the dark side of the force because they control it through politics while the rebels who go in and attack like sort of guerrilla style are the jedi who is essentially the radicals that we look down on because they use religion to go bomb like a church or something isn't that fucking crazy? But that story puts a the perspective. The only way I say that's not true is the Jedi don't intentionally want to kill anyone. No, definitely they don't. They're just not, they're sort of anti-government, you could say. In fact, they believe no, that's, that's their order. Yeah, I think if you take the violent side out of it, I would, I would agree with you. That's fucking crazy though, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we're only on their side because we're on their perspective. That's it. That's the whole yeah. argument there. They're showing us their perspective thus we're, we side with them, but ultimately, that's about making a side with guerrilla warfare versus political discord. I definitely have to ask you, though, what's your preference then? Star Trek, 100%. I think the Star Wars is fucking uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I think Star Wars is fucking ridiculous. None of it makes sense. And But see, just from listening from the episodes of your podcast I listened to, I already guessed that. See? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely more of a grounded type of person. I can't... Like, I, bro, the, the problems with star wars are annoying they're so annoying like a lightsaber get the fuck out of here get the (laughs) fuck out of here bro how would you even make that happen anything you if there's a crystal in there i don't give a fuck there's a 
fucking it's infinite it's a laser it's infinite <laughs> nevertheless you wouldn't even see it it's a fucking you don't see photons until they land on something come on so it would just be in a you just see the handle and then it's infinitely long so with the power and energy that's allegedly generating you swing that in any direction you took down every building for miles <laughs> just holds for days how si- another problem i have with star wars is the size of the fucking alleged galaxy are you telling me that you guys oh, have ridiculous. it's so small it's <laughs> so bro everybody can travel every part of that galaxy instantaneously with just that bullshit that they put around their ship the ring that they go into and then they warp and then boom i'm across the fucking get the fuck out of here bro and everybody <laughs> there's like less than 50 races you're telling me this entire galaxy of super populations giant collectives of life forms exists in what we could say is maybe four solar system size is that really a galaxy or is that just a star with a fuck ton of planets around it (laughs) wait so i i have to ask so so i'm taking this more from because i missed the last one um, or actually, no, I missed the last two. Are, are how are you with the the newer Star Treks then? The new haven't seen it yet. I want to see the uh, the one with Picard in it. No, but that's the show. I'm talking the movies, the last couple ones. Oh no, I haven't seen the last couple of movies. The oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the first one, I think, not the second one. I do like that a lot. Uh, they do follow the Star Trek format of we're going to try to ground this in real science as much as possible or at least base it off of real science and speculate towards the future so i like that a lot that it's kind of just real science fiction um i do like the original stuff more but not like i'm a picard over kirk kind of guy because you can essentially say i totally agree yeah yeah definitely picard definitely but here's the problem the people who are in between Star Trek and Star Wars and can't make up their mind on which one they like better, like Kirk more. Because <laughs> Kirk is essentially fucking Star Wars. He's the guy who does whatever the fuck he wants, whenever the fuck he wants. Most of the rules that exist in the Federation came to be because that maniac was doing whatever the fuck he wanted. <laughs> I don't know. Like, first, I, I don't know if it's a technology thing or what, but like, I just like, I, I would want... I've seen a decent amount of the Shatner ones and the storylines just were never as interesting to me. And when they went to next generation, it just, it seemed, they, they seemed like they tried to do more and they tried to include more and it was a bigger universe with more going on. And like, I don't know. I liked a lot of the cast members more and like, I don't know. just, here's the problem. I grew grew up with next gen. Here's what really happens. Star Trek got themselves a Patrick Stewart. Like, they clearly didn't deserve that, but he elevated the quality of what was happening to some, like, astronomical, no pun intended, fucking direction, you know? He took it way up there with his performance. Nevertheless, uh, uh, Gene Roddenberry really wrote some, not just space exploration, not just social commentary about, like, everything under the fucking sun. But some real philosophical conundrums to handle, real things that make you sit and reflect. And on top of all that, again, John Luke Picard is a character that makes choices as reasonably as possible, and he wants to break the rules as little as he can. 
So it's very interesting to find how he finds a solution that's still by the books but fixes the problem without breaking the rules. And the times he does break the rules, you're like, holy shit, there must have been no other fucking way. It was just right. the stars aligned for Next Generation. Like, even after it, there's the um, Voyager. That's astounding. Great show. Nowhere near as good as Next Generation. So did you watch, like, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, what was it, Enterprise? Deep Space Nine killed me on the inside. I did not care for <laughs> sort of lingering in place. That was not cool. Um, the uh, what was it? The st- what was the fun- one that came after Enterprise? Okay. Yeah, with Enterprise. That was garbage. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I never watched any of the ones after Next Gen, so I I always have fun asking other Star Trek fans which ones they like because. A lot of people uh, have different opinions, and it's fun to watch people like have different opinions and debate and stuff. It's it's really fun. Uh, I would say that my favorite two are definitely Voyager and Next Generation, with Next Generation on top. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I the, I've always the the I watched all the Next Generation movies. I think all of them. I don't think I missed any of them, but I haven't. I've only seen one of the J.J. Abrams ones. I haven't seen two or three. It was In the Darkness and whatever the one was after that. I mean, they're probably good. It's just there's no Patrick Stewart in I there. I like the first one. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's just that, again, they don't have Patrick Stewart. It's great. They're fine. They're they're movies. Like, it's definitely a movie, you know? But uh, no Patrick no, Stewart. No, Chris Pine's good. Um, what was, uh, oh, my God. I'm totally brain farting on the guy who plays Spock. Um, oh, my God. I'm usually not this bad. But um, the, a lot of the people that they've got for the cast for the uh, the new one, are, I think, are really good actors and stuff. And um, I, I think, you know, they have a big mantle of characters that they're trying to uphold. And I, I think that they get, you know, they don't get these they didn't get like hacks that are just like cardboard cutouts of like trying to do the same thing. They got people that are really trying to uh, embody the the characters that they're that from the past are representing. Yeah, well, I, I I wish they would have remade instead of the whole. Here's the thing: people are still obsessed with the Kirk thing, and you know that was the longest to go, so it's easier to make that fresh without like outraging the world, because that's where we are now. Anything yeah. you make, people are gonna. That's not my Kirk. Uh, yeah, hashtag yeah. fuck that Kirk in the ass. Like I don't know what the fuck is wrong with everybody, <laughs> but um, it, it was definitely the easier choice. But I would have enjoyed seeing. A, which is essentially what this new show is, right? It's just bringing something from the past to the future with uh, Picard. But uh, it would have been interesting to be confronted with a lot of those problems from the from Next Generation because there was a lot of thinking going on there. Now, let me per- let me pose a, a thought experiment to you, which is actually from Voyager since I'm looking at some of these uh, things that they pulled up over here. All there, right. was, there was an episode of Voyager where there was a guy called... Uh, Tarvok or something like that. Basically, there's two different characters on the ship, two crew members. Uh, A freak accident happens, and both crew members become one. They fuse, but they become a new personality. There's no memory of either of the other two personalities. This is a new being. He can talk, he can walk. It's not like he's recently born, but his no memories outside of knowing how to communicate and talk and those kind of things. So they are shown how to separate this individual into two other individuals. Okay. In order to do that, you have to kill, essentially, this new life form that got formed by fusing the other two. Okay. What do you do? 
Oh, so you can split them back apart so they can... Are they going to be alive then if they split them back apart? Yeah, they're going to be their individual them, but this new being that came to be as a by chance, like, you guys had no involvement in making them one. The universe decided, hey, freak accident, I guess they're this new human now, or this new being. But this is just a new person. It is a whole new person. In order to separate them, you have to now opt into taking one life in order to reestablish these other two lives this person literally pleads for his life like i am still a living thinking being why would you do this to me they like they didn't choose to be where they are but i am choosing to be where i am what do you do right. i mean ethically that's definitely tough um what it <laughs> was it uh like was it important people of the staff or was it just like random character was it like you know like the the chief engineer in someone or like with the chief security officer or was it just like two like random characters i don't quite remember the details on that but i would say he had the knowledge for the jobs that both of the other two people had so he could not only do both of them himself to that quality but he could teach somebody to do the opposite to that quality okay so it wouldn't be it wouldn't matter if you like you're like oh we really need our our uh, engineer to help fix the ship it's like no i can still do that i'm fine yeah yeah exactly wow that's tough then yeah because it's like then it just comes down to personality wise it's like you know do you miss your friends you know it's like do you miss those two people if you don't then i guess you could just leave as is but i mean if you really want your friends back how do you know it's guaranteed to work though or i mean since we're being hi hypothetical like uh, i don't know they just prove it to you that it's going to work for they a fact they tell you this okay. here's the math you can look at it on the sheet and you can like check the numbers if you want and for a fact it'll work right because i would just want to guarantee it's going to work if i'm going to take this other being's life <laughs> yeah it'll work 100 percent, no matter what i mean i want to be able to give you an answer but it's just like it's so like i guess it would come down to two factors one how much the two people that melded meant to me in my life are you trying to tell me to look at this as an audience member or in the in the situation? Yeah, either or. With if you can okay. judge it objectively well, great. As an audience member, I would probably want the characters that were originally on the show back and I'd want them to get split, yes. But that's easy because see, I'm not really hurting anyone, you know. I like, got yeah, bring you. back the old characters. I want them back. Yeah, kill this new being, I don't care. Because I want my old characters back. But that's easy because that's not reality. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If I was in the actual situation, it would all depend on who the two people were that got melded. And how important they were to me in my life. If they weren't that important to me to begin with, then I don't know if I could take the life of this new being. I, that would. I really mean, be I can tell you how important they are. I can tell you how important they are. You got lost seventy five thousand years across the galaxy, and you don't know where you are. You're with a crew of like twelve people max, and this is everybody you've known for the past like three years. Yeah. Well, then in that case, yeah. But see, also, well, one thing. Because I know you're talking about an actual episode that happened that I haven't seen, but you, so you know what the scenario is. I'm not in control of this situation by myself, right? It's like a voting thing, right? No, but you have unanimous power right now. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but you have to do it against this person's will. No, no, yeah, no. You're saying they were pleading for their life. Yes. Um, I would probably do it because if if the two people were my friends and I missed them and they were like family to me and like the scenario you're saying, you know, with only this many people and we're out this far. This new person is insignificant to me because I don't know them anyways, and I want my old friends back. That's hardcore. You're you're willing to take the life of innocent to bring back what you love. But that's I would be yeah, but I would be missing my old friends. I'd be I would have lost 
the life of my other two friends that was replaced by someone who I don't love. And it would be wanting my loved ones back. Have you ever lost anybody important in your life? Yes. Okay. I, you're just sleeping one day. A literal angel shows up. You freak the fuck out for the moment because a fucking angel showed up. Holy shit. What do you do? Am I dying right now? Like, what the fuck? But after you get over <laughs> that instinct, he makes a button appear in front of you. And he tells you, you can press this button and I will bring back that person. But somebody you'll never meet is going to die. You'll never even know they died because of it. I know this Twilight Zone episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forget what is it? Isn't it like um, it's like a million like dollars? A bag of money or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a million dollars if you press the button, but someone random in right. the world is gonna die. Right. Um. Yeah, I couldn't do that. No, because I, I, you wouldn't know what you're taking from someone. You might be taking someone really precious. You know, someone's son, someone's daughter whatever like i i even if i didn't know who it was my i have an easily guilty conscience and that would wreck me but so why friend, is this different why can you easily take this other new living creature's life because the two people because that person is new they were the being was created because of my two friends and it's new it doesn't have sons or daughters or grandfathers or anything it's its own being by itself so I'm not taking anything from anyone. I'm only taking its life. I'm not subject. It has no relatives. It has no friends. It has nothing. It just has itself. So you're the only person you're hurting is it. And I want, and I'm getting my two friends back. So it, that's, that's the difference. Fascinating. Fascinating. That's a, actually a really interesting way of thinking about it because you're totally right. There's no attachment to that person other than the attachment that person has to themselves. Right. And it was interesting because when uh, what happened was those people were they they did forcefully split this individual uh, the same way you're doing. They did forcefully split (laughs) them. And uh, those people were like very thankful because I think it turned out they could witness the events that were happening, even if this other person was the leading factor. So they were basically existing as a voice in the background. I'm not entirely sure if that's accurate, but I believe it was that they were like still there, even if this new being was formed of their bodies. So they were basically going to be backseat uh, uh, consciousnesses for the rest of eternity or till the end of this thing's death or whatever the fuck the case might have been, which is a real... Real fuck. That's probably one of my favorite Star Trek problems ever posed. That shit's crazy as fuck. No, but I I love it. That's a great moral dilemma. Yeah, it definitely is. So I got a question for you. Uh, you know the train well, wait, problem, right? Wait, 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 wait. Hold it really quick. I, I just want to because what, I just want to backtrack to what we were talking about before. Go for it. See, this is what I'm talking about. See how much more intellectual that is than Star Wars. That's the difference. Yes, for sure, for sure. That's some real like. It's it's to the point that you watch an episode like that and it's more of a downer than anything. You're like, Fuck. but I'm saying like Star Trek makes you think more. Star Wars just kind of like presents you, you know, a situ, you know, the 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 good versus evil, and it has an outcome and it has fights and it has like an outcome. But Star Trek has a story and an ending and whatever. And even after it's all over, you'll still be thinking about rights and wrong and whatever yeah know? for sure it's a uh, very philosophical and very emotional like uh you can yeah. watch a, an entire thing of star wars whether it be uh one of its clone war shows or one of its new um what is the mandalorian or it's fucking a movie yeah. who the fuck cares a cartoon anything and it is just 
it's it's media. It's definitely a show. It's definitely a movie. You know, it's like action and not the the story doesn't. You can like ignore the story if you wanted to, and not give a shit because it will conclude and you'll know what the fuck the ending is. And right. you'll leave like, whoa, that was great. But you can finish one of the best Star Trek episodes and leave like, fuck, I hate everything right now because that was just such a downer. But it was great. And you love that episode. But it's also like that's an emotional drain and a psychological drain. And it's like it was just a lot of mental stimulation versus just like endorphins flying. For Star Trek, you have like... Let me sit down and slow down and think about this and process it. It, it, They are vastly different monsters. Yeah. Um, How how well is your next-gen memory? Is it good? Uh, It's all right. It depends. If you got an exact moment, I'll probably remember it off the top of my head. Well, like I say, it's funny because you're saying about stuff sticking with you. And I've only had one episode in all of the run. I mean, I've had ones I've enjoyed as a viewer and enjoyed on a uh on a you know on a geek level or on a sci-fi level right as a fan right but there's always been one episode that stuck with me on a moral level and it was the one where they i don't remember the planet they went to a foreign planet and will wheaton you know wesley crusher uh fell into yes like a the grass flower bed or something yep right? and they were gonna kill huh? him yes the grass and they were gonna kill yeah. him and he broke it and they said oh well, the punishment is death for breaking this and it's like what and it's like, that's our law. You break a law, you die. And they're like, no, that's not how it works. They're like, well, that's how we keep law here. That's why there's no crime. That's why we're peaceful. That's why everything works here. Because if you break the law, you die. And I'm like, dude, that works. Yeah, that totally like, works. I completely agree. It's like, but it's morally terrible because he did the most small way of breaking a law. I mean, it was a really dumb law for honestly, but, but the point is is like let's think about it real you, quick. As dumb yeah. as that law might be, right now what do we have? We're making up punishments essentially, aren't we? For what? Just anything? Just anything. Whatever let's say you stole gum. Whatever punishment you get, oh, somebody okay. made that shit up anyways, right? Yeah. You get this you go do this much community service hours. Okay, how why does that equate to stealing gum? Because I said so. No, no. I'm just saying in the sense of like, but like, I'm saying because they go all the way to death. I understand what you're saying too. But the fact that like, their only answer to any law being broken is death, but it made their society work. And it's like one of those ones that like, that's never left me. Like ever. It's just, it's fascinating. No, I completely agree. That is probably one of the most reasonable solutions. Because the reason crime exists in our planet so avidly has to do entirely with the fact that the punishments do vary you know i can you can think you could plan ahead like if i get caught for this you know at least i won't get put to death you can that's an actual thought you can have and it's like whatever i can live in prison like people some people get so happy with prison that they're down to commit crimes because i don't have to pay my bills i don't have to do anything they'll feed me there i'll have a place to sleep it'll be warm whatever it's an ecosystem i understand but yep Let's say you beat somebody up and now we got to go kill you. Are you ever going to hit somebody again? We let you slide this time, but on the second one, you get executed. Will you ever hit anyone ever again? Nope. (laughs) Yeah, you see, it's easy solutions. We have crime built into our system. That's a problem. Yeah. No, what is it? um, I mean, there's so, you know, you read these things randomly and stuff. There's like middle the Middle East, there's China, there's Japan, but there's I, I don't want to equate what to what because I don't remember. But there's the ones, you know, like if the, if you steal something, they chop one of your fingers off. 
uh, you know, if you do this, they like, you know, they'll lash you. If you do this, they'll beat you, you know, or something like there's so many like real laws out there in other countries that if you do stuff here that you would just get thrown in jail that over there you get physically harmed <laughs> yep 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 that's a hundred percent like uh, if you go to one of these middle eastern countries you can probably get fucking stoned over shit that's hardcore yeah but nah you would throw you over here six months you're free again go do it again yeah i know it's one of those things that like it's it's really hard to uh to uh deal with on a on a human level because it's like you don't want to wish suffering on people but at the same time society is getting crazy and the jails are getting filled up and it's like you know what are you gonna do do you consider yourself uh, a very moral emotional person like you you do care about other people's well-being and whatnot yes and no elaborate um yeah perfect example uh i am all for the death penalty i know a lot of people don't like it and we're in an age where they don't use it anymore and they're trying to all the states are trying to get rid of it and a lot of people don't believe in it anymore um but like perfect example timothy mcveigh fucking light that motherfucker up something like that yes because i know that we're in a, a day and age now where like people are like oh well new evidence comes dna comes you know like um people get witnesses give bad testimony and stuff okay that motherfucker admitted what he did he was guilty as fuck and he killed what hundreds of people or something like that's different this whole like eye for an eye thing okay you know like i can understand life in prison we're not killing someone because, like, I don't know, you found a footprint on a fucking doorstep or something. Like, oh, he was there. He's guilty. But, I mean, something with someone that's a monster like that that kills dozens and dozens of people. No, you don't get no second chances. That's it. You're fucking done. See, this is where I think a huge divide happens between you and I. Because I think okay. I, I'm way colder than you are. For sure. Undoubtedly. Because <laughs> I think... The death penalty is the easy way out. I think it's the easy way out. I think this guy killed how many people, and now you're just going to shut the lights off on him. He doesn't even have to deal with it anymore. It's he, he got away with it. He did it, and now he doesn't even have to think about it. He is remorseless for all eternity. You gave him the free pass. I say, dig a hole too deep for him to get out of. Then throw him in there, and give him nothing but water. Just make sure he's always well hydrated. No food, just very well hydrated. He'll have just 30 days of life, 40 maybe. It will be the slowest, most excruciating thing. He will, on top of that, fucking throw him down there with a straitjacket so that all he has is the ability to drink water from a little puddle that comes up that you feed it to him from so that he stays hydrated, but little because nature is going to guide him to drink it. He won't let himself dry out. No human will is that powerful. He's going to always take a little sip, you know? 100% too dry. Let me have more water. But he will start. His body will eat itself. And then slowly the pains will consume him. And insanity will eat him. And it'll just be the most gradual 40 to 50 days any human has ever experienced. And then he's going to die anyways. I don't disagree with that. No, I'm with you on that. I, I was just saying in the sense of like he needs to die eventually. I'm I, I'm saying someone like Timothy McVeigh should not get life in prison where the taxpayers get to pay for his fucking jail time so he can sit there and have three square meals a day and live in a cell and go to the yard and get, you know, sun time or whatever and get fucking conjugal visits or whatever, you know, like, no, fuck that. He needs to die. Your way is fine. I don't care. Punish him and let him die. But I'm just saying, in the end, he needs to die. <laughs> Do you think he needs to die? What if you just keep him in that hole and give him enough meals to just stay starved at all times? 
but never kill him. Then we're paying for him. I don't want to pay for him. I don't want my money going to him. Fuck him. So, see, that's the problem. Now it's more about the the greed driving your needs rather than literally giving money just to torture him more. Well, because it's just that movie, that money could be used for something better. Than torturing like, a guy who killed a bunch of AIDS, people? Use it on AIDS research or something. <laughs> Dude, give him a piece of bread a day. Just a tiny little piece of bread a day. He'll okay. he'll live. I mean, if you, I guess if you could find a good way to where like it's budgeted properly. But you know what I'm saying about like I'm saying in reality they're never gonna do what you're saying, even though I agree. With no. you. But I'm saying like in the reality, if he got life in prison, you're saying you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, hundred percent. He's totally gonna get away with it that way, no matter like, what. what. I don't. What did they say that prisoners cost a year? It's something like sixty thousand dollars or something a year to keep someone you know, an inmate housed or something. Yeah, like, we waste no, more money on keeping... Tax someone like him. 100%. We waste more money on keeping murderers in good conditions with several meals a day, with medical treatment, with a roof over their heads, with food, with uh, a society, a culture, protection, light, and water, while we have literal innocent people homeless on the street. Yeah. That is... Yeah, trust me, no, I... I'm with you on the let him be punished. I'm, I have no objection to that. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I, I do always find yeah, I, that the... I, I, uh... I have no degree. I have no degree of like, oh, well, you know, give him the electric chair to make it painless. No, I don't care if he has a painful death or not. No, like, give him that lethal injection so he shits his pants and whatever, and his head explodes. I don't care. That's fine, too. Like, you know, I, I don't care how... I just want him gone eventually. <laughs> I mean, you can always just strap him to a, a medical bed so that he can't move. Make sure he's so fastened to none of his body moves, and then just put a little drop that hits him every couple of seconds on the forehead. Yeah, and just just leave him <laughs> there. Just leave him there. You know oh, that's wait. the craziest. Oh, that's wait, a I, Japanese if, torture, right? Red Japanese water torture, or whatever. Fuck. Yeah, but I, okay. But I, I, if you don't mind, I gotta turn it around though. So, what do you think? Where we're at with the death penalty? Where do you stand on it? With the death penalty, uh, it's conflicting yeah. because I do think death is the easy way out. I am totally against it for that, but I also believe like you're gonna fucking feed them. You're definitely gonna this son of a. You're gonna use the money of the families this asshole killed to keep this asshole alive. That's basically the problem. Right. So it's like, yeah, kill him instead. Fuck. Like definitely kill him if those are the only two choices. Fuck that garbage. But if we have the third more lovely option, I'd opt into that. I'll give a couple of more dollars, increase my tax. Just make sure that guy goes through the longest hell you can imagine. But that's never going to happen. Yeah. So fucking kill him. Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, that's pretty so much neither it. one of us are really the too much of a bleeding heart. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tragic because there's no real punishment either way. Yeah. He gets away with it no matter what. He goes to prison, he got away with it. We take his life, he got away with it. It's just in one of those instances, we're not paying for it. Yeah, exactly. And that's fucking tragic, but that's the way the system is built. Especially if you already had money to start with, you're less likely mm -hmm. to get the death penalty. Um, yeah, like, uh, so my, what I was going back to for, uh, actually, um, a movie that I just saw a couple months ago, um, it's out right now. It's called um, Just Mercy with Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan. And it's a true story of um, a lawyer that uh, took it upon himself to uh, look into uh, people that were uh, wrongly convicted and try to, you know, that were on death row and try to get them uh, freed or off it, um, because he felt that they were wrongly convicted. And that movie goes to everything to what I'm saying, as in there's several people in that movie because it's based on true events. And it, and it goes to uh, it shows the proof of like the cops are corrupt and like people lied on the witness stand and stuff. 
and innocent people are killed sometimes because of the system being against them. And that's the thing where, like, I have a hard time dealing with the death penalty in the sense of, like, well, we can't fuck up. So we can't just say, like, okay, well, if you are convicted for murder, you must die automatically. But it has to be something as extreme as a terrorist or something where there's irrefutable proof or they, like, they admit to it or, like, they're proud of it. And they're like, yeah, I fucking did. It's like, all right, you, you're saying you did. Okay, you're gone. You know, but these guys that are, like, getting wrongfully terminated or wrongly thrown in, on, put on death row, it's like, that's the part where it hurts me. You know, I don't, I don't really, that's tough. Well, that's a huge fucking problem, you know? That's a crazy one, because it... it yeah, it's a fascinating movie, just for, the, just for the record of the audience, it's a fascinating movie, and you should go see it. <laughs> uh, that that movie, actually, that very movie uh, made Kim Kardashian open a fund or some shit like that to help people of that nature. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Weird fucking that's... trivia. <laughs> Weird fucking trivia yeah. fact. But um, interesting enough, like that, that is a big problem that exists. As we recently recorded an episode uh, talking about the issues specifically with the Me Too movement, where it began as something, you know, that was real and it made perfect sense. And there's like the fucking man has been getting away with everything all the time. We made the world look like us and then we screwed over all the women and then uh, we... we we suck essentially we made a fucking stupid system where we just treat everybody like shit essentially and then we want them to take the blame for how it's getting treated like shit but as the me too movement kept moving forward more people hopped on board to be part of the movement rather than because something was happening you know and it devolved from rape to i had a bad date and that shit sucks because then people are getting their lives ruined because they wanted to say something. And then we were trying to look for in that episode a solution for the problem, which came down to ultimately an extreme measure, which is until we came up with the actual solution later uh, post-show, we joking around, we were like, fucking give anybody who's guilty the death penalty. So if the guy did it, death penalty. But if the woman lied she gets death penalty. And then eventually, people just stop fucking lying and guys just stop raping people if we can prove it 100% because we're headed towards the infinite media world anyways where we got everything on camera anyways, right? But the solution that did make sense is establish the punishment based on the crime that's being uh, uh, reported first. And then whoever is the guilty party, make them serve that time. So if the guy did it, he serves, well, he raped her. Okay, you get fucking 20 years. But if the lady lied and you can prove it, she was about to send the guy to jail for 20 years. Give her the 20 years for lying. That's a great way to solve the problem, uh, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's the thing. Like, trust me, I'm not I'm not one of those guys that um, that believes necessarily like, you know, the whole huge movement that started with Weinstein and stuff and, they, you know, that where they basically, like, kind of cleaned up Hollywood for the most part. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's still some bad guys out there, but, I mean, they, there was yeah. a huge wave of people that got taken out in, you know, over that six-month period or whatever it was. And um, that's the only thing that scares me in this, not the sense of, like, for me, but in the sense of, like, it hasn't happened yet as far as we know, but what if some guy just pisses off a woman wrong and she's, like, decides to report him for rape or abuse or something and he gets totally like his whole life ruined and he never really did it a hundred percent and i'm not saying necessarily it will but it's just like we're so quick to like 
believe anyone that gets the finger point at them now because of this movement it's like i don't yes. it's like but it has happened the, the whole believe the victims thing yeah the whole believe the oh. victims problem where uh people were believing the victims no matter what and it turned out that a bunch of cases were fabricated that's fucked up oh shit see i didn't know that that's a fucking problem because people are believing the culprit not the victim because they immediately think the victim is the person making the accusation right and that's a problem the, the victim in this case is the one telling you, no, I'm innocent. And then they're the ones who are getting fucked over by the culprit. There aren't many, but it's enough that they've kind of gone through and only after a person's repute, they've lost, uh, people have lost their jobs. Uh, people have, not necessarily the bigger figures, they've completely been removed for the most part. But like, yeah. just guys getting reported over dumb shit. The, the, the one that truly put the brakes on the situation was the aziz problem oh yeah i heard about that one because he brought up the question of he didn't bring it up but his situation was essentially a shitty date but it would because he's a celebrity and he was faced with one of the situations that an average guy who isn't a celebrity gets faced with it became publicized that holy shit people are being accused of sexual assault because of shitty dates essentially yeah and so that got put in the light and suddenly people are like oh crap so our plans have been foiled because now it's publicized but it's like it, it didn't need to get to that point he basically broke the system by not breaking a law but pushing it close enough to the fence that it's like he's clearly harassing her but he didn't force her to do anything and by her own account she agreed to all of it and it's like so is it a shitty date yes did she agree to all of it yes but was it sexual assault? No. Was it sexual harassment? Yes. So where the fuck does it land? I don't know. That's some <laughs> fucked shit, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, it I, I, took I... too long to get there. That problem should have either surfaced sooner because nobody's doing that to the people who have crazy lights on them. It just so happened that this person did it to an individual who happened to be famous. But all those cases tend to go under the rug because, you know, you don't want if you're bullshitting, you don't want to bullshit about somebody who has resources. You want to bullshit about somebody who can't defend themselves. Mm -hmm. But when somebody has resources and suddenly it's like, I'm already in the light. Let's play this game. Then they publicize it. And then what? then you're fucked and then after the person's already been discredited yep 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 <laughs> and that's the that's the problem because then here's the contrast to that is you don't want the pendulum to swing too hard the other way because then they mm -hmm. get away with it too hard like you don't want people to not believe everybody whoever says that they got sexually assaulted because then that's a fucking whole other monster to deal with. Because then everybody's like, oh, yeah. nobody's going to believe it anyways. I can rape anybody I want. And that's fucked up. Like, how do you how do you resolve that problem if liars get through and there's real women, real women getting molested and raped by fucking pieces of shit? Guys in power positions and this woman thinks, you know, I need the job. I'm going to lose it otherwise. And I have a kid to feed at home. But he said this thing and I got to show up and he's probably going to do something sketchy. But I, my insurance plan is in this company. How do I do this? And then she has to show up and then she gets this creepy douchebag all over her. And does she talk about it? If she does, will she lose her job? Will a different company pick yeah. her up? But if somebody, if a mountain of people already got turned out for lying, what are the odds another company is going to hire you thinking you were lying? Uh, did you see Bombshell? What the fuck is that? Uh, that's the movie that came out about Megyn Kelly with uh, Charlize Theron and Nicole Kidman. I have no idea what that is. Uh, it was about the whole um, uh, sexual harassment suit that she put against Fox News and stuff. Um, How'd that go? I forgot that it 
I, I mean, she got the guy fired, um, and he got, you know, his career went in the shitter after that. He got taken, I forgot the, the guy's name, um, but yeah, it was like a huge thing where he had harassed, um, you know, dozens of women and stuff, and she, uh, they they had to have all these allegations put against this guy, but she was like, at least the way the movie puts it, she was the the, the one of the biggest factors because she was such a prominent person of the news team, and like her her uh, voice meant more than a lot of the other women's and was it Gretchen Carlson, I think was the other one that went against him. And they basically got enough of him though, that uh, Rupert Murdoch fired the guy and took him out. And like, he was like a massively huge, like political guy at Fox news. And he was help. He was the way the movie puts it. He was very um, key in getting a lot of political figures uh, elected and stuff. And he was there to help get guys in office and stuff. And he was a huge backer of a lot of people. And, they took down like a huge monster, basically. Yeah, it was really yeah, good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, see, that's that's this is what we were actually talking about earlier. That uh, it's essentially that crime is built into the system because this guy has money, because this guy has power, he gets away with so much. It took one person to really go in there and kind of lawsuit it up, and then convince enough people to then get them on her side. To th- there was a process for this woman to be believed to solve a giant problem. Meanwhile. How easy was it for him to do something horrible and brush it under the carpet every time? Oh, yeah. That's fucking yeah, like they, like, crazy. Showed it that he, had, he had like a, a backdoor entrance that the girls could go in and stuff. And he was married and everything. And his wife even defended him and stood by him. And like, oh, my God, it's ridiculous. He's the I remember that. He's the guy with the button in his office, right? To like lock the door or yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah, he had, he had a button for the door. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I remember that shit. But that's fucked up. Like, it's, man, what the hell's wrong with guys? I don't know. That's what I was saying. Like, I, I could, I could, I mean, not that it would make it right, but at least it made sense to me if the guy was single. But the guy was married. It's like, dude, you're, if you're not getting it from your wife, then divorce your wife then and, you know, go out and try to get women. But, like, if he's in a loveless marriage, that's his fault then. <laughs> See, here's a problem. He, he might have definitely still loved his wife. I don't think his marriage was loveless. I think... There's a problem with 1% males, which they believe everything is my property. All of it. Forever. I own the biggest buildings. I have the best wife. I get all the women. Any business that comes through belongs to me. I could buy anything I want. I could go anywhere I want. I could say and do anything I want. And if anybody has a problem with it, I have the money to make them disappear. Yeah. That's a fucking problem. No, That's definitely uh, the person they paint for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's fucking crazy, but we the, we have that guy as a president. Oh, yeah, I know. But also, I think it's totally important. It's, what? I can only hope it's almost over. But I think that Trump is the most important president to have ever existed. He's okay. so necessary. Yes. Think about this. It's not what he does. It's the reactions to what he does that don't exist otherwise. Did we know children were in cages for 20 years? Or did we just find that out? We just found that out, right? Why did we just right. find that out? Because he decided to enforce a random law. But who signed the bill? It was fucking Bill Clinton. Whoa. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. Yeah, 1996. Oh, Jesus. But we didn't fucking... Bro, that went through Bill Clinton, through Bush, through Obama. Got All these presidents knew about it. Got to Trump, who can't shut the fuck up. And it just, like, all the noise brought the attention to it. Now we all know. Now we're solving a problem that has existed for 20 years. We've had internment camps in this country for over 20 years. Filled with foreigners. Just filled with Hispanics. Armies and armies of Hispanics inside of internment camps. But it was quiet. 
So we didn't, media didn't have its eyes on it. We didn't know. But then this douche comes on and starts talking and blabbing about it. Now we're all informed on something we weren't before. That's important to me. Oh, no, I agree. He gets elected by an electoral group. Now, people educated on the government and how the systems work are aware that we don't vote for the president. We don't. We do not vote for the president. We vote to let our representatives know who we think they should vote for, but they don't have to listen to us. They do whatever the fuck they want, Mm -hmm. which got proven when the majority of people voted for Hillary. Not that she was any better, but they voted for Hillary and Trump still won. And then they're like, how the fuck did this happen? It's like, because fuck your votes. You're not the electoral. Now, suddenly everybody is aware that, oh, fuck, we have to move Congress and senators out of seat and have the people we want vote them in or out because people didn't. They make a big deal about voting about the president, but how often do you see people make a big deal about voting for a senator or a congressman? Fucking never, right? Mm-hmm. Because they know, right. do whatever the fuck you want. Put all the attention on the president. They don't have a say. So then these people get in and out. They vote each other in. They vote each other out. And then they go ahead and put whatever president they want. But 99.99% of people didn't know this shit was going on until this motherfucker showed up. Suddenly, <laughs> everybody's a politician. I think... Yeah, because he, he's upsetting so many people so like now people are getting more involved yes the reactions to trump are the most important thing that have happened to this country ever we have been conned and tricked by the government endlessly and we were going to put another person who was just great at that politicians who behave like politicians are essentially people we hire to lie to us that's all that Mm -hmm. is We give them money to bullshit us and make us have a false sense of security and obscure what's really happening so that we don't know, so that we feel safe. We put this guy in charge, suddenly we know every fucking secret that the government was trying to keep from us. We know fucking every little bit of manipulation happening left and right. We just found out that to wage war, we don't even need the Congress. We could just launch a fucking bomb. That just happened this week. People were like, wait, how the fuck is this happening? He didn't have to go through them? No, because that was another fucking lie that we had told and we were convinced that a president doesn't have infinite power. He has checks and balances. Except he fucking doesn't. He could just launch a missile. That's just what the fuck happens. Yep. But we didn't know. We were like, yeah, no, he's not going to launch anything. He can't. They're not going to let him. He didn't have to go to anybody. He could just be like, launch a missile. And they fucking did. But did we know this before? No. Now we do. Because everybody's overreacting to, obviously, we've been being conned forever. Why is it every time that some new reveal happens, we're like, oh my god, what a tragedy. It's like, we've been getting shafted since the conception of this country, haven't we? Why is it a shock every time we discover a different angle from which it went in, right? Right. But I think he matters. I think that's why he's important. He's the greatest president. Not because he's the greatest president, but because his existence is the greatest presidency. No, no, I, I think this is all a very good point. And it's um, weird because it's counterintuitive. Yeah. I, I forget I, I forget the exact stats, so I don't want to go on record, but I'm pretty sure the last election, um, I think they said like we had like the highest turnout for voting in like 20 years or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, dude, we've been watered down between trump and obama we have had the biggest movement of voting in existence we have but i'll give you this obama was like the smoothest criminal ever bro he was like the greatest liar ever he would show up one day drop a drone be like we're gonna solve this problem people should not be getting bombed actually let's go back he began with we gotta bring our troops home and we will so he brought 
fuck ton. You remember that? It was everybody was celebrating. Mad fucking troops are coming back home. We're like, whoa, Obama's a man, rock yeah, star. And then he signed Skynet to still bomb the same people we brought troops from. But our soldiers aren't dying. We're just dropping drones on motherfuckers now. Yeah, because he's like, oh, he's like, I'll at least bring the soldiers home. <laughs> yep, yep. He solved one problem and then under our noses signed some bill. And then Skynet goes out and fucking drones dropping left and right. But our soldiers are coming back. Oh, Obama kept his promises. Meanwhile, people are still di- People are literally experiencing a robot apocalypse in another country. That's some real shit. Terminator is really happening somewhere. And Obama yeah. made that happen. But we're like, yes, he brought our troops home. He's the greatest president. It's kind of crazy. I think... Well, I we think, gotta we gotta hope that it gets better, right? That's a problem. It has to get worse before it gets better. We needed Trump to see a shit ton of problems. Now we know where to start fixing. Did you see? Um. Uh. Oh my god, I'm brain farting right now. The uh the Spike Lee movie that no. came out recently. No, I haven't seen a um, Spike Lee movie in like fifteen years. Okay. <laughs> um, it was the one about the guy that infiltrated the KKK. Whoa, I'm already uh, intrigued. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I'm totally fucking brain farting out right now. Um but anyways, he uh but the the whole point of uh, my point isn't that of the the movie it's of the st- Black Klansman, thank you. Um it was a I really enjoyed the movie, but my point of all this and what we're talking about is at the very end of that movie, right before he rolls the credits, he plays a um he concocted a uh video segment where he takes all the uh this footage from where was it? I think it was uh, Charlestown, South Carolina. That whole uh, you know racial uprising they had there. Yeah, and he intercuts it with all the news footage from that, and he intercuts it with Trump when he kept. Remember when he was like defending them all and saying so like these people have problems too. He's like I see some bad people on this side, and I see some bad people. You know all the whatever bullshit quotes he made. Whatever. I'm not gonna try to rehash it all, but like it's just insane how you see. How much he's literally defending KKK skinhead Nazis. And it's like, dude, you're supposed to be the president of the United States, you know, like defending the country or like trying to keep racial equality or whatever you want to call it. And the guy's literally just like saying like, ah, what these guys doing? It's okay. (laughs) It's like insane. Here's the thing. Here's, Here's where I respect Trump the most. And I think more than his own followers, because I don't even stand on his side. I understand the value of his existence, but I'm not like, yay, Trump. But I respect him. I respect him highly. But why do I respect him? Because we have a country where people come and lie. And we have this maniac that's just like, whatever the fuck I want goes. But what was this country built on? It's fucking America. You do whatever the... the the land of the free, where you do whatever the fuck you want. You have every freedom, and nobody's going to judge you. And if they do, we'll fuck them. That yeah. is sort of Trump. He's the embodiment of America. He's the most America shit I've ever seen. He's a guy who just walks around flipping everything off, and he's like, fucking suck it, bitches. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want, when I want. You can't stop me. You're not going to stop me. You got a problem. Come say it to my face, and I'm going to laugh at you and walk away anyways. That shit is real. And so he's a guy who chases the money. And nobody's going to yeah. stop him. And so the KKK gives him money. And so he's like, fuck it. KKK is my homies then because I'm here for the money. Like nobody should expect a businessman to be a po- politician. He's doing exactly what we hired him to do. We hired a fucking reality TV, angry, exaggerated personality who's a businessman of all things to run a country. Of course, he's going to yeah. run it like a reality TV businessman would. 
He's going to chase the money and is going to be absurd about it. Sounds like what we paid for. Did you see the, uh, I mean, I, this is going way back, but it, the famous, I, I don't even want to say quote because I don't even remember exactly what he said, but the story that came out that like he said after he got elected, whatever time after, shortly after, he said that he just ran because he wanted to, to, you know, just to do it for the hell of it. And he never expected to actually win. And it's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I, I totally remember that, too. Because it, it was sort of just a game to see if he can, and he did. And then, like, he clearly yeah, and, didn't want to uh, be president, but it's like, well, okay, now I am president. Fuck it. Yeah. But that's fascinating. Well, it just shows the power of money. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. I know. Yeah, zero fucking experience, but hey, president of the United States. It's, dude, it's not <laughs> even about... It's not even about being a good politician or anything. People don't give a fuck. We were just listening to a report on NPR where they were talking about this fucking crooked-ass politician that got reelected after his crimes were revealed to the public simply because he was the best. He was the only left Republican option. So Republicans voted oh. for a criminal simply to vote on their side of the party. That's it. That was good enough. Oh, he's Republican. We're not voting Democrat. Yeah, they just wanted to stick to their side, huh? Yeah. Knowing that he was stealing their money. He stole $400,000 of taxpayer money and put that shit in his pocket. That got revealed, and then he got reelected. Well, that's sad. Yep, because people are fucking morons, and they stuck to their guns because they're like, fucking Republican, I'm Republican no matter what. Yeah, he might be a little <laughs> baby raper, but you know what? He's Republican. I can ignore his baby raping. It's kind of like religion, all things aside. Isn't that the same shit that's happening with the Catholic Church? Like, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm Catholic till the end. Yes, they might be molesting all the children all the time, but you know what? I'm a Catholic. And Jesus told me, turn the other cheek. I was watching, uh, I remember when they had uh, that, sh that show on Showtime, uh, Ray Donovan, and they had a whole storyline where um, this priest that had abused one of the cast or one of the uh, characters when he was a child, he comes back into his life and he's like looking for forgiveness and stuff. And the guy fucking just flips out on him. He like can't handle it and stuff. And the guy's like looking for like absolution and stuff. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And, stuff, and the guy just like can't handle it. And it's like, that shit's scary. <laughs> Dude, the world is fucking scary, bro, for sure. No, but I mean, I'm always, I'm always more, uh, I'm always more, um, I guess you could say sensitive to stuff with kids. Anything that goes to like children or childhood or raising that, that stuff gets me more. But bro, think about how fucked up this is. How uh, all the priests we got, how, what the fuck are their name? They're the, um, the, the fucking dudes, the boy scout guys. Boom. Boy Scout people doing the same shit. We got yeah. this douchebag doing the same shit. We got Justin Bieber quitting music because he was in a music circle where they offered him a little boy. What the fuck is going on? We got musicians. I that. Oh, you didn't really? know about that? Really, that happened? Oh, yeah. Go put that up on the screen. Let's see why fucking Justin Bieber, uh, his reasons for quitting music. That's crazy i thought he just quit because he got tired of it no 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 he and that's why he became fucking christian immediately bro yeah that would that would definitely i can see that's why you would turn <laughs> put uh quits music and then follow it with reason see what shows up but uh no that's some fucked up shit bro they're like the can you yeah, no, dude but then I we have agree. we got um what the hell is his name 
Um, he got what was the other one? Fucking Michael Jackson with all the kids in his house and R. Kelly with oh parents literally offering him children. I always, I always thought that shit was just a joke, and then we find that it was true. That's fucking crazy. But here's the thing: the 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 R. Kelly shit. That's fucked because parents were oh, yeah. offering their children. That's hardcore. That's weird. That's fucked up. Like your daughter's like sixteen, and you're like, hey, you want to be with R. Kelly? Like that's fucked up. But I haven't seen the the okay. What the fuck does it say? Made public statements warning the music industry is run by pedophiles. Oh, false. Guess not. Fake news. <laughs> but uh, the problem with Michael Jackson is people who saw that documentary. Some of them went in believing he was innocent and left thinking he was guilty. Some of them went in thinking he was guilty and left thinking he was innocent. I've never been more fascinated. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy because the fact that the information can flip perspective so hard means there's no real definite answer here. There was just more information offered that wasn't obvious before. So I wonder what the fuck happened because some people are like, he's just a weird ass guy. That's really where it ended. Like he wasn't, he was so innocent. It was weird. But then other people are like, come on, bro bunch of children in your house you're a grown man but how many people can we think about who are like socially awkward individuals and really are innocent like i think asexuality is a thing maybe he had zero sexual interest and maybe he was just no, really yeah, weird i believe it's a thing but also maybe he was a fucking freak of nature and he was just fucking all these kids and just like i'm a savage getting away with it who the fuck is gonna fuck with me it's like we can't fucking prove any of this shit are you kidding me how many kids but then i was like i was talking with my co-host in a previous episode how many times does it have to happen before the coincidences stack in a weird way you know oh yeah because it's like if one kid says it great and if it gets publicized another kid says it great but if two kids that were two three kids who had no way of reaching that in the media and their parents didn't tell them to do it end up saying it is that still a coincidence because then we're hitting you up weird territory did you watch the special or no 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 i did not i know i'm afraid to watch it (laughs) what nothing has made me want to watch it more than seeing people's reactions to watching it right (laughs) like i want to dude maybe i go in and i'm like no he's innocent he has to be and made shit maybe i'm a jackson follower at that point i'm like fuck it send all your children to jackson but he's dead (laughs) it's all right his house is still there Oh man, it's just like I, I have a lot. I have enough. I have enough friends that did watch it, and they didn't. You know, they didn't explain it to me like verbatim or anything. Or they would just tell me like random things, though. Like the amount of, I guess, evidence and research and everything that's stacked against them is just re- is amazing. <laughs> but was anything ever confirmed for a fact? Was there a lot of evidence against it? Anybody talk about that? Well, I mean, it was wasn't it enough that they were able to get the the victims' payouts or something. Was it? I think. I'm not sure. Because that's crazy. Okay, look that up. Was he guilty or what? You, oh, you're looking at that right now? What the fuck is this? Child of sexual abuse yeah, allegations? Yeah, I don't yeah. fucking know. One day I'll watch it and I'll know. I'll be like, I'm, I'm going to just play devil's advocate regardless of what anybody says. So if the majority says he's guilty, I'm going to say he's innocent no matter what. It's like OJ. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Why? Because I'm going against the common. He's innocent and my the gloves didn't fit. We, we all saw the gloves not fit. I bet there's people who do that. He's black. He couldn't have been. They framed him. But that pisses me off, too. People who just side based on race. It's like, man, if somebody's guilty, it doesn't fucking matter if you're the same race, bro. Get over it. They're just fucking guilty. I hate that shit. Because that's... I mean, sadly, it's played that way by all sides, isn't it? Like, fucking white people will stand behind fucking mass shooters 
It's like, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, but he's my son. And he clearly couldn't have. He's just, what was it that the kid who raped the girl? You know, you don't want to ruin his future by sending him to prison. Are you fucking crazy? He raped the human. You don't want to send him to jail because it'll ruin. He ruined another human's future. You don't want to send him. Get the fuck. But then the black people are the same shit. It's like, no, Michael Jackson has to be innocent. Nah, bro. Maybe he's just guilty and you're just being like biased right now. (laughs) <laughs> that was just one of those ones that like because because of how long he's been around and you know all, i i can remember being in high school or being even you know whatever in college and all the michael jackson kid jokes we would make and stuff and like you know it was it was something everyone poked fun because it was all the rumors and stuff and he was he was even getting in trouble back then kind of with the media but nothing was ever proven and now this comes out and it's like man all those jokes we made weren't that's not funny anymore <laughs> Weird man, he really was fiddling all the diddles. But, I mean, what difference does it make? There's mad fucking priests doing it, and they get away with it all the fucking time. No, no, but I'm just saying in the sense of, like, I guess in the sense of, like, the uh, Catholic Church is so known for that already, that if you say that about a priest, people are more likely to believe you than someone like a pop superstar. Fair enough. That's totally true, but then we'll believe it and still not do shit about it. Yeah. We'll be like, yeah, he clearly did it. Anyways, what about your day? How's 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 baseball going lately, bro? It's like what the fuck? <laughs> I just told you that guy fucked that little girl that he's carrying back into that room, bro. Like, yeah, I understand it. I totally believe you, but I gotta go pray to that guy later. So, uh, how's your family, man? It's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> but that's America for you, right? Fuck. Um, what was it like? Yeah, like, and also look at how long it took R. Kelly to actually get convicted. Holy shit! Four thousand. 392 Catholic priests. That's a lot. Have been, oh my God, underage sexual abuse. Dude. uh, And we're still like, no, we don't need to destroy the Catholic Church. We don't need to. Let's just say each one of these guys molested five kids. Just five. In their entire career, which is fucking way shooting under. There's 4,300 of them, right? Times five. We're already hopping giant fucking barriers of numbers. Whoa. Fucking nuts, dude. You know what I never understand about that? What? <laughs> I know I know it's I know it's silly, but like this is a silly way to look at it, but like I just never understand how you look at like whatever these kids are, ten, thirteen, whatever the fuck they are, right? Yeah. I just don't understand even how you get aroused by that. I just I can't even comprehend that. At least pedophiles make sense. Because they look at little girls and they get turned on. These are old men looking at little boys. And I just, I can't even comprehend it. I just, I don't get it. It makes uh, I no compl- sense. I agree, but I also get it. It's definitely the, there's, uh, everybody, everything is for someone, right? Like, everybody's turned on by something. And every possible thing you could think of and say that turned, like, there's somebody who's turned on by car mufflers. And then he goes outside and fucks a car. Like, that's a fucking yeah. thing. So, like, I get it. I know. But if these guys are, like, horny because they're not getting laid, why don't they just fuck each other? <laughs> like, at least two guys getting it – two grown men getting it on makes sense. Like, why do they have to go after little boys? I don't know. I don't get it. That's weird because maybe <laughs> it is the kids thing. But then this is where I think – and people have gotten in trouble for making these in the past. But it's uh, um, sex dolls that are children. And people have gotten Ew. in trouble for making them. But you got to think of the practicality of this. 
a person who's attracted to fucking kids can fuck the stupid doll and not really go fuck a kid. You get my point? Like, you know, if their urge is uncontrollable... If them from doing it, that makes sense. Yeah, dude, if their urge is bordering uncontrollable, right? Maybe just have the... You don't need to have it on shelves bothering everybody. Just let them, you know... Put the special number on the fucking menu when you go into, like, a sex shop and be like, I want this kind of doll, number 10 or number whatever the fuck. And they'll be like, okay. (laughs) And then they go get it in the back and give it to you. And then you take it home and fuck a doll. If your urges are getting uncontrollable, if you have the problem we have in society where all the kids are getting fucked all the time by everybody, maybe just make that toy accessible to people. Because it's not like, it's not that they're not aware it's horrible. But they've hit the point where they can't control themselves. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So give them the fucking toy, and then maybe the problem goes at least down a little, right? Yeah. Bare minimum? Fuck. What a note to take this down on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck. We, we, we sure had to go through the, the topical things. <laughs> yeah, dude. We started at fucking death and ended at child molestation. That's just... This is the memorable episode right here. I'm so, I'm sorry if I lost you view, uh, subscribers. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> don't worry. I do that often myself enough. Don't even worry about it. You're gonna get your next fucking iTunes ratings gonna be one star. Who's that fuck you had on fucking last week? That's it. I'm out. <laughs> Bro, like if nah, don't even worry about it, dude. This is tame next to some of the <laughs> shit that's gone down. Like if people really, I'm sure some of the episodes, luckily. They happen to be some of the ones that get heard least compared to some of the more exciting stuff. And it's probably because of the titles themselves. I make sure that those go out with titles that are very indicative of what you're going to hear. Like the pro-life versus pro-choice. You want to jump in there, be ready. It's a conversation about pro-life versus pro-choice. Like, I don't candy coat it. So that when people jump in, they're like, oh, fuck. You know? They need to know. So this is going to be the same thing. There's there's edgy shit out there. They'll If they can't handle it, they can go fucking listen to something else, you know? Well, we did have a Star Wars Star Trek discussion, so that was good. Yeah, there was <laughs> there was some, you know, we hit the notes. There was some fiction in there. There was some philosophy. We had some some uh, exper- some thought experiments, and we, we, we broke apart <laughs> ghosts, and we thought about the afterlife. It got philosophical, you know? We, we, we hit the notes. We also discussed death and rapists, but that's just things that happen. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Anyways, before we get the fuck out of here, dude, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, so the po- yeah, the podcast I was referring to is called the Geekdom Fancast. Uh, we're on uh all the usual downloading uh, apps. Also, you know, of course, the Spotify and iTunes and all uh, Apple Podcasts, all those good things. Um, just search the Geekdom Fancast on any of these, and we'll come up. You know, it, we've tried. We've actually bothered and gone and like searched ourselves to make sure this works. So, <laughs> yeah, just search. The, just search the Geekdom Fancast, and it, and we should come up on all uh, podcast apps. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. Um, our Instagram is um at the Geekdom Fancast, and then on Twitter it's just simply at Geekdom Fancast. No idea why it ended up being different, but either way, they come up. <laughs> And yeah, on uh, Instagram, we just try to put up our episodes to keep people informed. And then we put pictures from uh, any conventions, festivals we go to. And I go to a lot of movie panels out here for screenings and stuff with uh, actors and creators and stuff. And, uh, you know, just put a post about that, about uh, maybe stuff that's upcoming or uh, things that are uh, uh, movies, TV shows that are coming out, you know, that we think are uh, worth talking about. 
And then uh, Twitter's just uh, if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to leave any kind of comment or follow us and like let us know how we're doing or how we're not doing. <laughs> well, that's perfect, man. That's it's actually the same fucking thing. It's uh, always good to get that feedback, you know, and just hearing from fans in general, anybody who's listening, just anytime they drop something, it's, it's great because you know if there is something wrong and if there's not, you know what it is that they like particularly. So a definite feedback from anybody is always great. I fucking love that. Yeah. But dude, it was, it was fucking awesome to have you here to talk, dude. I enjoyed picking your brain. Definitely like, uh, I like your perspective. You are definitely open-minded. Much more social than I expected you to be. You, you kind of went all the places. We don't normally get to hear all that on your uh, show since you kind of uh, tend to stick to the media topics that you guys are discussing a lot of the time, and except for the, the couple of sports ones that were there. But you, uh, I like that you yeah, are we, we, quite open. We intentionally try to stay out of politics. <laughs> oh, no, that enrages people. But on the flip side, I enjoy enraging people. Yeah, if, if, it's funny because my, my co-host is actually a very... Um, He's more the politically aware one of the two of us, and he's way more plugged into uh, current events and stuff. There's so many times I have to go to him about – ask him about stuff, and he's much more in, uh, up to date. But we try to keep our podcast you know, about you know, entertainment, pop culture, and not necessarily you – know, it all has to be positive. I mean we've had plenty of reviews where we've shit on something and talked negative about something, but we do try to keep it in the world of uh, entertainment mainly. Yeah, it's good to have variation in the podcast world, you know, because there are too many people who are downers, like fucking me, you know? You just came here to talk about <laughs> molestation, fucking politics, how Trump is destroying the world, and how we need him to destroy the world in order to fix the world. Like, who the fuck wants to hear that all the time? Well, I will give one for, in case, for some reason, if someone's just randomly listening to this one um, before your other one, I was listening to your, your zombie one with the questions. Yeah. And the one where the, you guys were talking about, and you're like, well, what would you do if uh, you knew the world was going to end? And you're the one that said, I would go out and murder someone. <laughs> like, bro, no rules, right? Come on. I know, but I was like rolling. I was like, <laughs> you know, most people would be like, oh, I'm going to go party or I'm going to go get drunk or I'm going to go get laid or whatever. And you're like, I'm going to go kill people. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, fuck it. Who is like, think about it. What was the argument I posed there? Like, if a cop stops me, what, like, the world is ending today. Yeah, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, they're going to put me in jail for the rest of the day. Who cares? I'm dying anyways. What's going to do? Shoot me on the spot? I'm dying later anyways. There's no I win. There's nothing anybody could do. I just thought that that so encapsulated the uniqueness for your show and your lack of uh, worrying about offending anyone or lack of judgment. And I think that's commendable. Hey, man, you can't worry about what people think all the time, right? No, but, but I just, you know, that to it, it's I think it's a very valuable thing for people to not be afraid to be honest and to express themselves, you know, freely. So. Yeah, 100%. 100% agree. There's too much, especially in today's society where everybody's scared to say something if it's too edgy and people are going to have a problem with my opinion. You know, you don't want to have the unpopular opinion because then outrage culture comes out for you and they want to chase you down and hunt you down and get rid of you. And it's like, man, fuck those people. They're just scared of their own opinion. So they see it in you and then they freak the fuck out and want to get rid of you because they feel guilty about it themselves. Yeah. But well, it is I, what it I is. very much appreciate you uh, having me on to talk about something different, and uh, I, I enjoyed having the nerd talk with you as well. But it was fun to do the uh, philosophical discussions as well. Hell yeah, definitely, dude. And uh, anytime you got anything going on, let me know, dude. We could definitely do this shit again. This is very entertaining. You're a very chill, dude. I had very much a lot of fun. Oh, thank. You. I, I that's very fucking kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hope I hope I didn't. Uh, 
I I hope I didn't uh, ruin it for anyone else listening. <laughs> no, nah, don't worry. I ruin it all the time. I enjoy doing that. Never put that on you. Uh, I would I would love to bring a, I would love to bring my co-host on sometime. Hopefully we can do that because you would love to pick his brain even more. Hell yeah, dude! If we can set that up, I am definitely down for it. Anytime, dude. Just let me know. Hopefully Tell we him. Fun. We'll set it up. Fuck. Well, I, I I appreciate the offer and I appreciate you having me on and of all the you know thousands of podcasts that are out there you know i i uh i like that if you just threw a dart at the wall or for whatever reason thanks for having me on <laughs> yeah no problem dude and uh what i tell everybody is i'm an incredible i'm hyper extroverted and incredibly annoying and i like uh having my circle close and growing that circle closer so uh, you're definitely going to hear from me probably for the rest of eternity so you know that's more on your fault for agreeing to this that i will forever be bothering you and being like dude what's up how you been man so don't worry about it. You're going to hear about me well, too often. I'll definitely call you for the zombie apocalypse because I know that your head's on straight. So, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, man. Uh, take care, man. Enjoy your evening. Hey, and peace to you, you and your whole crew out there. Like, you know, that, thanks so much for uh, to all of them uh, having me on and like uh, being a part of uh, putting this together. I appreciate it from all of them. All right. Take care, man. Oh my god. What? That, that priest was great. touched my willy. What? That priest touched my willy. What priest? That priest. That one standing right there behind the curtain. That's horrifying. It's you a ghost priest. It's a Oh my god, is that the conclusion we came to? Because we were like we can't really see a a, a defined figure. There's no outlines or anything. And right here I see kind of like a an, an ambiguous shape, you know? Be, I, I see that the curtain has a shape that looks like a person, and I see the pants and shoes of a priest, which are essentially just slacks and shoes. So how do you know it's a priest? Because he touched my willy. And that equals him. Priest. Oh, okay. If he touched my willy, he's a priest, right? I don't think so. Anyways, we got to call the cops, because I don't know how this guy got in here, and if he's a ghost, does that mean we're getting haunted by a pedo priest? Yes. Is that a thing? I bet that's a thing. I don't think you can call the cops on a ghost, though. What if they got here and they could still see the ghost? Like, it doesn't disappear. That's horrifying. I think that's scarier than if it did disappear. But what could they do? I don't know. Call a priest? But look, to I'll exercise paint, <laughs> Look, I'm going to paint you a scenario and you tell me what's creepier. Okay. Right? So we see the, the figure behind the curtain. And it just popped up. We just saw it, like, manifest. Oh, the fuck? Oh, my God. And we freak out. Okay. We call the cops. They show up, it's gone. We're like, what the fuck? This place is haunted. Mm -hmm. If that same scenario happened, and we did call the cops, and they get here, and it's still there but hasn't moved, I feel that's almost more horrifying. Because, like, but... what's behind... It doesn't matter what they're going to do. The point is, that thing is still there. But what if it's nothing? But what exactly is horrifying? The fact that it's still present. What is it? It's legs just legs no that's all we see behind the curtain yeah. but you're gonna look are you gonna look behind the curtain no but they look behind the curtain and then what i don't know i just know that if they got here and yeah. they're still behind that i'm freaked the fuck out i'm more. freaked out either way i'm no, never I'm coming out. back i'm freaked out either way <laughs> but i'm more freaked out if it's still there okay i don't know like it's so unbothered yeah <laughs> <laughs> like uh. That's crazy. I think it's because no. I was super scared with the Blair Witch Project as a kid. Yeah. But I feel like it's a good thing if it stays there. It's more creepier if it goes away. Because if it's still there, that means it's the whole 
ghosts don't have a conscious thing. It's just this thing. Dude, then it's this soulless, dead fucking exactly. thing. It's supposed to be, though. That's so horrifying Why to me. would you want it to be alive and thinking and like, okay, I'm going to go away now. No, because that means evil is an option it's doing. How this is thing, it being evil? Right now, it's not. Like, if it goes away, it's showing some capability to make a choice. But if it's just there, just standing there. That doesn't mean it's incapable of making choices. It just means they're not conscious choices and it's just there. If it randomly decided to start screaming at the top of its lung and running out of there, that's just as likely. And it's not a rational decision. I think irrational is way scarier. Yes, that is way scarier. If it does that, that's horrifying. If it just stays there. But look, there, it has the capacity it. to do that. And that's horrifying. Well, if it disappears, it can still come back and scream. Yeah, but it's a choice it's making to do that. Okay. If it's just there, kind of just hanging out, like, bro, there's no thought. There's no anything. It's just fucking there. It's so much scarier to me. I don't know. It's both pretty scary <laughs> situations. I don't like that. It's like if, uh, man. Man. What? That's a crazy fucking scenario. <laughs> just reminds me of the button problem. That we posed in the episode. Somebody you love dies, an angel shows up and gives you a button. They're like, you impress it, bring that person back to life, but a random person dies. Never. You wouldn't press the button? I wouldn't press the button for anything. Even if it was the whole million dollar thing, nah. I would so press it for the million. Nah, a million dollars isn't that serious. And look, I'm not getting in trouble. It would matter how much it is. Ten million? A billion? Dude, it doesn't matter. I'm not fucking finding out who the person is. Unless by chance, which obviously is a plot twist of the movie, but fucking... What was the plot twist of the movie? You press a button and it was somebody in the person's family or some shit. Oh, okay. What if it's you? Like, you press it, but then you get the money and then you have a heart attack. Well, here's the thing. We're assuming that's not the case because you're not... But then again, you also wouldn't know. Exactly. So, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah, we'll give your dead body the money. The fuck? That's crazy. That can't be part of the rule. I hope not. Well, this is very sad. This whole thing has been super depressing. No, it hasn't. But it's really a Debbie Downer. What? <laughs> the podcast and this part. I mean, the creepy. podcast, be- I mean, it began as a downer, I guess. Yes. But then it so got I'm going to talk upbeat. about something upbeat, though. Like My what? own geekdom thing, I guess. I want to geek out about, I probably geeked out about this already on the podcast, but I'm going to do it again, I guess. Uh-huh. I really like animal documentaries. Yeah, you totally yes. have geeked out about that before. Oh, I have. Have I said why? I should give reasons why, right? I don't know. Okay, let's see. Okay, I'm going to think of like three reasons why, I, which are, oh, okay, I love the birds. I love watching birds do the mating dance. I don't care about that they're going to mate in the end, whatever. That's always a conclusion. Or maybe they don't because she's not into it. Or he doesn't even have to... I just like what the bird has to do to get like, the girl. Like the thief bird? Like the thief bird. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be the the bird that needs the jewelry to show the girl bird. Like, hey, look what I can... So it robs humans. Yeah. Or the there's a bird that he gets all his friends to dance with him. And if she likes their dance, he'll, she'll be with him. There's a bird that dances by himself to impress her. Yeah. He does yeah. like a cool little tap dance thing. Yes, I love all those things. Birds are awesome. When it comes to mating, the pre-mate thing is amazing. 
Except the super, like, conceited ones who are like, my feathers are amazing. Here's what it looked like. Turkeys, here's my fucking beautiful feathers. I know, that's kind of lazy. But that's still more interesting than other animals, I guess. Like mammals, it'll, like, it's beat mostly, each other up. Now I get yeah, to fuck you. Yeah, that's mostly it. It's just, like, if I could beat you up, if I could do you. And it's like, oh, oh that's really not Depressing. interesting. <laughs> yes. And I, like animals commute i mean animals plants communicating with each other yeah that's fantastic that's amazing that's truly unique weird and, thing that you do yes and what's the last one because i said three things right oh animals in the water just things that you never see because there's so much goddamn water because yes and there's like right deep down in the dark where ocean. the demons exist yes those creatures the fucking mon the ancient monsters of the world yes those are my probably three favorite things about these things oh but i guess there's one thing that, that i don't really like though that I, it's like in every documentary though they hired the same guy <laughs> no i like that guy <laughs> it's um that the at there's a animal um looking for his food and that animal you're looking at his point of view so you're like oh i hope he doesn't die and then he doesn't die but the sad thing is that other guy is gonna starve to death now and that <laughs> but everyone is looking at this animal is like yay he survived this chase or whatever and it's like Oh, yeah, yeah, those trade-offs where, you know, this lion hasn't had food for weeks. If he doesn't catch this meal, it might be the end of him. But this baby deer might survive this encounter and get to eat another day. Yeah. One of these motherfuckers is gonna die. Yes, that's pretty much all the situations, but you're always happy because at least you're in the point of view of the person who's gonna of the animal that's gonna win yeah you're always cheering for the prey but look look this is what i gotta tell you what that's nature yes i know but they make it so happy but you they should talk about both situations like yeah now he's miserable you should talk about gangster ass zebras grabbing a baby zebra from a different pack of zebras and beating him up beating him up dragging his ass to a pond and then holding nothing but his head underwater while he struggles for air. Why? What is that zebra doing? Gang shit. It's like, you you bullied my child, now I'm a murderer. Gang shit, bro. <laughs> Gang shit. You stole my grass? I don't know. <laughs> I say it all the time. Fucking animals are all monsters. They are. But it's amazing to watch. Yeah. It's like the eagle. The most majestic, beautiful America, America. And then you walked into its territories and it ripped your fucking eyes out. It's horrifying. America. Is that something that has happened? That's, I don't know, that's probably. a really horrible situation. Eagles trying to steal babies and shit. Well, Should be fucked to feed it to its babies. That's amazing. Should be hardcore, bro. Yeah. Animals don't fuck around. Mm -hmm. That's some crazy ass shit yeah nature's crazy dude it is but, but look beautiful humans are nature yes and we've set the planet ablaze yes america america kind i of. mean america mirth mirth yes mirth mirth yeah it's heavy man we nature's fucked and we're the most fucked nature yes but we can make it better meh right look i was until this moment, I've been saying definitely when the last second comes, we're, we'll suddenly have the money and solve the problem. Mm -hmm. 
the Australian fires have gotten so fucking out of hand, we might have crossed the line already. We might have crossed the point where we can't stop it. The amount of greenhouse emissions flying up into the air right now are flying up at, like... In, Someone's it, gonna come up with something to get rid of it. Bro, that's the only fucking way, that's, right? <laughs> yes. Dude, because it's crazy. How are we fixing this one? This is the one that destroys the planet. People are, well, you know, this is gonna get so bad in California. And fucking the, the fucking place in the Amazon. South it's gonna get so bad. It's good. Bro, those aren't shit. Those were bitch problems. Compared to a whole continent. Bro, shit got real as fuck. Now, as this flies up, more greenhouse emissions. Then, temperature rises, thus more fires, thus more greenhouse emissions. Thus, temperature rises, thus more fires. The cycle has begun. Who's the genius who's going to stop it? I don't know. He's working on it right now. It's going to be Elon Musk, work- isn't it? Yes. No, he's going to Mars. He's Fair enough. He's like, fuck this shit. I offered you guys solutions and you guys didn't take it. I'm out. Yes. Word. Debbie Word. Downer. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's how it goes, man. Yeah. The world is ending and it's all our faults. All yep. the pedos are touching all the kids. At least they'll be dead. Yay. Yeah. We're going to stop the pedos <laughs> from touching all the children by burning the planet they live on. We can't stop the church. I promise you that church will burn. I promise you that church will burn. This was just our plan all along. This is mm-hmm. how we win. This is how we beat the pedos. Yeah, but we'll be back as ghosts, I guess. Yeah, we get to haunt. And then, man, is it so will they. Oh, what are we haunting? There's no human or animal, probably. The aliens that land here are going to land on the... Whoa! What? Why, what the fuck wouldn't that be a thing? What? If there was a planet of ghosts. I don't know. If ghosts turn out that to be a, be a thing, thing. Yeah, like, why wouldn't there be, right? Exactly. That's how we can prove. But we have to have the technology to look for ghosts, though. Yeah. Which I guess the government is working on anyways, remember? So. And here's the, here's the <laughs> problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> if an alien was already a cloud creature mm-hmm. and it dies... What the fuck does it ghost? It's ghost is just the same shit? Yeah. The fuck? There can't be ghosts. Just based off of that, there can't be ghosts. You know? Why not? Like, what the fuck? It's not dead then. Because it's a ghost Or maybe cloud it's thing? a ghost cloud that can't be yeah. seen by the non-ghost clouds. Maybe. I don't know how ghosts work. Because ultimately, the ghost is a consciousness, right? That's really it all we can Or the spirit is. The ghost is an echo. An echo. If it's an echo, it's possible. I guess. So, anyways, all of you people listening to this, send us how we're gonna stop the forest fires in Australia with ghosts. There has yes, to be a way. There's some, yeah. There's some connecting dots here <laughs> that we yeah. we stop. Ghosts are both the way to stop the priests from touching the children and stop the forest fires at the same time that they're the way to discover alien life. Look. Three different problems. All we have to do is figure out how ghosts solve it. Ghosts, <laughs> Why is that the three problems. Figure it out. One of you knows the solution. Tell us in the comment section of Apple Podcasts <laughs> so that we can tell the world. Yes, please let us know. <laughs> If not, you know what? You can let us know on our social medias and we'll let you know in a second. Mm-hmm. The, the, so for Derek, Derek. Yep. and his dope fan cast... 
the Geekdom fancast. Fantastic conversation. He also believes ghosts are going to save the Amazon and Australia. He never said that, but okay. Look, I'm talking for him right now. <laughs> his spirit, he's controlling me with his soul and his telepathy. He's speaking through you? Yes. I'm Derek, and I think Australia's solution lies in ghosts. <laughs> we need you, Elon Musk. <gasps> oh, wow, that was a weird thing. I was being controlled. Anyways, you can find that guy's stuff, the the Geekdom Fancast, on Spotify, iTunes, and pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Any podcatchers, any podcast platforms, go there and listen. You can also find him on Instagram at the Geekdom Fancast and on Twitter at Geekdom Fancast. Anything you want to know, entertainment, pop culture, movies, video games, sports, whatever, it's all there for you. But if you want to tell us how to stop <laughs> the pedos, find alien life, and put out the fires with ghosts, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at JustConvoPod. And you can also find the podcast on the official website at GreatThoughts.info, on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Yes, that means all the major podcast platforms and any other shit that you could find podcasts on, we're fucking there. So remember to subscribe. Yes, rate and review the show, and we'll read it at the opening of the program, the way we did for this one. And let someone who might like it know about it. Yes, that's always great. Word of mouth. Same thing with the comments. You know, it's just a way to inform people. But if you like the show, if you like what you hear, if you like hearing that the Amazon is burning and that Australia is burning and that musicians die and that fucking priests are fiddling children and that we're totally mortal and are going to die in the future and that Trump is the worst and best thing that ever happened and we need him but we hate him. This is the show for you. Tell people about it. Because those, those things, that's what we all need in life. We need to hear all of those all the time. Yep. <laughs> so you can tell people about that. Show them the show. Tell them, hey, you want to get woke? Woke as fuck, bro? You got, Would you want to get woke AF? Woke as tacos? Woke as tacos. Here, listen to this podcast. The Just Conversation podcast. Where you can't take anything personal, bro. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Yeah. And bye. Bye. Yeah, for the record, I, I tried to do at least a little homework. I last I listened to your last three episodes, so. Ooh, what do you think? <laughs> I, I do. No, but like I said, I'm understanding what you're what you're already saying about it not being an interview and stuff, and you know, you're like, I just want to talk and stuff. So I wanted to get an idea what you were talking about. So I made sure to go back and the one with the Australian guy. I, yeah, all you guys did was shoot the shit. Like you were asking him questions about what he does. But you weren't doing it like a guy sitting there with a tape recorder at a desk, you know? Yes, I hate that so much. You you were just asking like a curious person. Yeah, exactly. And it was when things naturally led in that direction. I wasn't like trying the, hey, whatever you're talking about, I don't care. How about this thing? It's like it just led there. Yeah. I, I will tell you, though, that I, I, I apologize because I feel that sometimes I interview people without even trying to. <laughs> no, don't worry about <laughs> I it. Just, I, um... I naturally get inquisitive and start just asking questions and like it feels like an interview maybe. <laughs>
It's Dude, just how I naturally come up. You gotta understand initial. that I love when questions are asked because that means a person is engaged. That's a conversation oh, okay. Okay, happening okay, okay. when we're right. talking back and forth and you got something curious and I got something curious and that's beautiful, oh, okay, dude. Okay, okay. I didn't want you to think that, like, I keep asking you questions and you're like, okay, I just told you I don't want an interview. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. A genuine conversation okay. has a multitude of questions. I just hate formatted, like, here's a bunch of bullet points I need to meet before this ends. Right. I agree. I understand. Good morning. Good morning. The Just Conversation podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor, and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Nitrum, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.